barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. The National Guard for me was a perfect fit. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I want to be a part of something bigger than myself. I didn't find that in the normal day-to-day life. I didn't find that working behind a desk. I realized being hands-on and being a soldier was something that would keep me active, keep me outside, keep me in the, that team environment that I craved and that I needed so much. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. I wanted to be in Boise, Idaho. I wanted to be home. The National Guard gave me the opportunity to stay right where I was to serve my country and my community. And it was the best of both worlds. I grew up flying bush planes in Alaska with my dad. I was fortunate enough to get my pilot's license. I wanted to be in helicopters. I wanted to be a crew chief. The Army National Guard gave me a chance to fly helicopters now instead of fixed-wing aircraft. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado KKSE Parker Denver Home of the Nuggets Home of the Avalanche Altitude 950 Denver's All Sports Station Live from the Altitude 950 Studios The Vic Lombardi Show Starts now He's the only one who knows what the buttons and dials do Jesse Trujillo! He's the newlywed who hasn't yet established good boundaries. Mario! He's a millennial who keeps this train on track. Sort of. Will H.W. Peterson! He's the smartest man in Denver sports media. And he wrote about it in July. James Merlack! And he's the star of the show, the center of the morning universe, the one and only... Vic Lombardi! Every team, you want to do the best job you can, and every team wants to be successful. And as a coach, you want to see your team reach their full potential. But as a college coach, and the thing that I like about college coaching is you have an opportunity to affect people. Uh, You have an opportunity to help players be more successful in life because they're involved in the program, whether it's personal development, academic support, graduating from school, learning lessons. Learning lessons affecting people. I'll tell you who would have been affected had Alabama lost that game in overtime. That Alabama kicker would have never heard the end of it had Alabama lost that game last night. Welcome to the Vic Lombardi Show. The day after the Natty, the national championship game, joined by James Manchester Marillette, H.W. Will Peterson. You guys agree with me? I mean, you you almost wanted Alabama, and H.W. said it walking in. You wanted Alabama simply so that young kicker could save his life. Yeah, he was never going to be able to return to campus ever again if Georgia wins that game. Maybe at a more reasonable place he could have. But uh, I found myself cheering for Alabama in overtime just for that kid's well-being. That's a bit dramatic. I mean, Dude. do you have any evidence that the kid would not have been able to return to campus? Dude. Have they done that in the past? Have they, they said he would have died. Have they skewered a kid? Have they run Dude. a kid off campus? Skewered? Have they skewered? I'm just asking. We're just going to say this. We're just going to say Alabama fans and the and the student body at the University yes. of Alabama would yes. have not allowed the kid back on campus because he missed a field goal. It, it would have been extremely uncomfortable for that guy to continue this semester at Alabama. Yes. Okay, so they blew the game last year. 
And who from that game was not allowed back in Tuscaloosa? Not like this. Not okay. missing two okay. kicks directly left. You know how people act with their kickers? You know how that works? You're the one. You don't consider a kicker a, a player. I don't. But I would not have, have said, hey, you can't come back to campus because you're a 19-year-old kid or 20-year-old kid or whatever, and you missed a kick. Of course I you think it's a have, bit dramatic and hyperbolic. people who do that, and you know it. You sure. know it. Fine. And they'll put death threats on Twitter and all the rest of the stupid things people do. But I think it's a bit dramatic. All right. Um, so much to talk about from that game last night. I, I'm i not feeling too good right now. Neither is Jesse. My man, Jesse, how, how you doing? You hurting? Um, I'm hurting a little bit. I've been up since 2.30. Oh, my. Yeah. What, have you been just writing in your diary? No. Uh, I, something I'll explain to you. Off the air. <laughs> don't want to share it with no, yeah, the... Don't uh, need to share with everyone. The public. Real quick, Manchester, doing. how's Bartman doing? Uh, Okay. Is Bartman... Who's Bartman? Steve Bartman. Chicago Cubs fans are the exact same as Alabama. I would and say you've so. Got, you've got one example from the last 15 years. Is that the only thing that's been botched in the last 15 years? Wait. You went back to two th- October of 2003 well, I went back to come to, up with an example, and I'm, it's Chicago Cubs I'm fans who are idiots. I'm trying to understand your premise here. This is you, Manchester. You mean to tell me that Alabama fans, which are some of the most wild legionnaire fans I've ever met, would not leave that kid alone if they lose that game based on a flubbed two flub kicks? You, you mean to tell me that he would go without any criticism? That's not what recourse? I said. That's not what I said. Did I say he would go without any criticism? No. You said he would die, and Will said he wouldn't be allowed to go back to campus. I said those are hyperbolic. So saying hang on hang on a minute. By saying that the Crimson Tide fans won't kill a 20-year-old kicker for missing a kick, you take that as, oh, he won't get any criticism. That's not what I said. Yeah. That's not what I said. Well, what kind you of two guys are off the chain. Well, what That's of, what I'm saying. What kind of criticism do you think he would have gotten? You a think lot. Would, like, could he have gone back to school? I, yes. I do agree with Will on this. It would have been very tough for him to. Do you think he would have attended class next week? Yes. I, think, I do. I, I think not. I think it would have been very difficult okay. for that kid. All right. Um, the only reason he wouldn't have gone to class is because Saban pulled his scholarship and gave it to someone else while he was over-recruiting. That would be the only reason. I don't know how Saban finds his players on the sideline amid that sea of assistant coaches. Have you ever seen more assistant coaches no. in the history of football? No. And I, I, I guess I had noticed it, and then I saw you tweeting about it. And after you tweeted it and, post, and, and pointed it out, I'm like, they have an assistant coach for every player. They have what they it's do. Obscene. What they do, and somebody, little birdie, told me about this. Here's what Saban does to get past the rules of the game, and it's a nice little trick that he's employed for several years because they have the money to do so at Alabama. You're only limited to how many assistants you can hire. Apparently, there's some rule, some legislation. So what he does is he hires analysts. They call them analytics types. Okay, they do numbers. And they wait in the wings for the next assistant's job to come open. But they wear assistant coaches' clothing. They hang out with the assistant coaches. They work in the same building as the assistant coaches. They're on the sideline with the assistant coaches, but they're called analysts. That is his way around the system. They always find a way. Which I have no problem with. I mean, really, if, if you if you can find the loophole and run the program the way you want to run the program, and the NCAA or whoever put the original rule in there yeah. doesn't close the loophole, that ain't on you. That's on the people who don't close the loophole. Everybody else could exploit that loophole. Sure. Couldn't Georgia? Couldn't CU? No doubt. No doubt. They can hire 40, 45 assistant coaches. A bunch of analysts. To. That's exactly what Saban does. Well, congratulations to Alabama. I had them losing that game at halftime. 
Um, for those of you who think, and I'm looking at you, Manchester, that the NFL game is still better than the college game, I give you that game last night. You find me a wild card game that was better than that game last night. Find me one. Carolina New Orleans no, was pretty damn good. It wasn't better than okay, that game. Okay, how was the, uh, I don't know, the, the, Liberty Bowl this year. How I was, was talking about the How quality was games. Oh, okay, in college so hey, football. we had one or two good games uh, a week when they play 142 of them. Sure, and therefore college football is better. When you get to the playoffs in college football, and How you is, get the best teams playing the best teams, you get games like Georgia Oklahoma. You get games like Georgia Alabama. You get great games without all the crap that the NFL. Brings. How was Alabama Clemson last week? That 24 to six. Not loser. you know what? It was much better than. Then Jacksonville Buffalo. Fine, so I'll you, give you that much. You pick the worst NFL playoff game in the last five years, and that's what we're going to base this off of. Okay, I don't, I don't even know who played in the NFL playoffs last week. I've lost track. They were so boring. Okay, well then you know what? Don't watch this weekend. You know, Ray, Ray, if it's such crap, don't watch it. Ray, Saturday and Sunday. I don't know. Take down your Christmas lights. You, know, you don't have to watch down, it. Ratings are down fifteen percent. My guess is you will consume it. Oh, darn right I will. And then I'll then I'll moan about it if I don't like it. Time now to get to our big news right now. The big story we're following this morning. What caught everyone's attention? The big news right now. What do we got, Will? Well, it was a uh, storybook ending last night if you um, stayed up for it. Let's hear how Alabama won the national championship. Think about all I try to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! The Crimson Tide will not be denied. Anybody here care to pronounce the last name of that freshman quarterback who took the reins in the second half? Anyone want to give that a shot? I just call him Tua. That's his first name. Anybody want to go with his last name by chance? Tago Valoa? That's good enough. Yeah, pretty good. That's pretty damn good. All right. Pretty damn good. What were you guys thinking when he takes the sack, they get the ball at the 42? The game's over. I'm thinking, and, you know, like at halftime, I thought the game was over, and it was never over. How does that happen in the Georgia secondary? On, on four occasions in that game, I thought the game was over. I thought it was over to halftime when Georgia took that 13 nothing lead, to be honest, because mm-hmm. Bama wasn't doing anything. I thought it was over when Bama had a chance to win it at the buzzer. Okay, I thought it was over when Georgia got held to a triple, and I thought it was over when that dude got sacked for a 12-yard loss. I thought it was over four separate times. The biggest play of the game, though, and, and that kid was spinning it. I mean, he can throw the football, but his the biggest play of the game he made with his feet. It was the third and seven, and he's running to the right, and he's going to get sacked. There are like three or four Georgia players around him. He escapes, gets the first down, and then four plays later or whatever it was, just boom, 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 they're in the end zone. If they punt there and the switch to this freshman quarterback has produced two drives that got you nothing, Saban may rethink his game plan there. But once they got down and got on the scoreboard and all of a sudden the momentum's going and yeah. there's a little bit of confidence, it was a different game. It was the play of the game. I had the same feeling. I, I think that uh, the other quarterback would have returned to action had that uh, play not happened. By the way, and, and you know, I know we're not big on participation trophies. Save that for my hot take. Okay. Please. I think you know where I'm going. I know exactly where you're going. I'm going to save it for my hot take. Bama adds another trophy. Georgia, more heartbreak last night. You know, I, I can't say enough about the remarkable senior class. These two young men sitting, this, sitting next to me, they meant more to Georgia than yards. A lot of heart and soul. A lot of fire. Sonny Michelle came over and talked to the group several times during the game, inspired those guys. But in overtime, we didn't finish when we had to, and Alabama did. As Kirby Smart after the game, and he's right, they finished. 
Georgia had so many opportunities to win that game. Why didn't they go to Sony Michelle late, especially in overtime? Why did they stop giving him the ball? Every time he got the ball around the right side, it seems he gained serious yardage. They just stopped feeding the beast. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's similar to if you look at the Ala, or, uh, Oklahoma Georgia game of like, why did they take the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hands in overtime? Uh, you know, it, it's it's an oversimplification. And look, these guys watch way more film, and they know what's the the opposition's giving them way better than than I do, just sitting there watching it on my couch. But for me, my oversimplified game plan is going to be: I'm going down with my best players having the ball in their hands, and it was odd that they didn't go that route in. Overtime. Soon after the national championship game, I switched it on over to Altitude to watch the Nuggets and the Warriors. A resiliency. I think you've seen it all year long. I mean, obviously, we still we still have yet to lose three games in a row. Uh, so right now, we're a team that uh, we, have, we haven't gotten too high. We haven't gotten too low. And uh, I think we all realize that game in Sacramento was one of our worst performances of the year. And uh, we wanted to get that bad taste out of our mouth. And even though this is a loss tonight, we're going back on uh, that plane to Denver, getting ready for Atlanta, feeling really proud of how we competed and gave ourselves a chance. If the Nuggets had played against Sacramento the way they played against Golden State last night, they would have at least gotten a split of that road trip. They brought their A game last night. wasn't enough to beat Golden State because Golden State's vastly talented. But what they did in Sacramento just showed me, had they played with the same vigor, they would have won there. That's what it showed me last night. They didn't No, it. I agree. I mean, if you, if you, if, look, they, they had a two game road trip. They played hard in one game and didn't in the other. They should have just switched the games. They would have got a split. That, that's why that game in Sacramento was so important. Real quick. What was on the horizon. Back to Sony Michelle. Manchester, I got to give him credit. Yesterday, I said Chubb or Michelle, and he said, I'm not a Chubb guy. I'm a Michelle guy. Last night proved I'm a Michelle guy in a big way, too. Quit trying to make Chubb happen. It's not going to happen. Sony Michelle should have gotten the ball more. One Chubb. guy's got game-breaking speed. Yeah. The other guy is C.J. Anderson 2.0. Chubb just wasn't getting off the line of scrimmage. No. He just wasn't getting anywhere. He got tackled a couple times in the backfield where he had to make one guy miss, and it would be shoestring tackles. I mean, you got to... Got to make a play there, and it would turn into an eight-yard loss. He's just—he's—he's he's a little bit of a plotter. How much did it hurt to be Jalen Hurts in that second half last night? That's the subject of my piping hot take. Plenty more coming up right here. Altitude 950. You got the Vic Lombardi show. Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Kreckman and Harris. Coming up on the Tuesday edition of Kreckman and Harris, we'll break down the Nuggets and Warriors. Could they shock the Warriors again on their home hardwood? Plus, I'm live from Las Vegas at the Consumer Electronics Show, enjoying myself, but joining you to talk about the NFL wildcard weekend and which big plays were the biggest. We'll also hear from our Nuggets insider, Adam Mares, and the one, the only, Paul Klee, the Cleases. Kreckman and Harris, every weekday afternoon, 3 to 6, only on Altitude 950. At Discover, we believe anniversaries should be a time of celebration, not obligation. That's why we think annual fees are ridiculous. And now just for giving us a try, we're going to give new card members a one-year anniversary gift they'll never forget. At the end of your first year, we'll match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar. No caps and no catches, because we know if you try us, you'll like us. And that's worth every penny. Try it and believe it at discover.com slash match. Cashback match offer only for new card members. Limitations apply. You know Brakes Plus are the brake experts. Come experience the plus. From batteries to fluid flushes, even engine diagnostics, we do it all. New year, same car. Get a free annual checkup. 
Plus, we offer a free shuttle to work or home. Mention this ad for $25 off brake pads or shoes. Visit BrakesPlus.com to schedule your appointment today. Service you can trust at a price you can afford. America comes to Brakes Plus. I can tell you the National Western Stock Show is 112 years old. It started in 1906. But you know what I can't explain? The look of wonderment in your child's eyes as you walk them through the stock show or take them to the rodeo. I can't explain the memories made from the laughter that comes from a group of friends dressed in their best denim and leather. I can tell you that it's a very unique event where special memories are always made. Come make some memories with your family and friends. January 6th to the 21st. Get your tickets at nationalwestern.com or all King Supers locations. Scott Aces here. Urology cancers including prostate, kidney, and bladder are among the top 10 cancers diagnosed in men. At Porter Advantage Hospital, part of the Centura Health Cancer Network, they are pioneers in robotic urology surgeries, performing more than anyone in the entire Rocky Mountain region. In fact, they've been named among the top 5% in the nation for prostate surgery three years in a row. Learn more about their minimal incisions, maximum expertise at porterhospital.org slash urology. Although the great cooking from the holiday season is come and gone, you know you can still have those delicious meals on a game day. This is Vic, and that's what makes the Black Eyed Pea a Colorado and game day favorite. Made to order fresh with natural ingredients. Whether you're craving a juicy half-pound burger, a ribeye steak, or the seared salmon, you know you'll get a homestyle favorite made from scratch. And if you want to enjoy these homestyle meals before the game, the Black Eyed Pea will have their entrees out in 15 minutes or less, and they have a great craft beer selection in full bar. Don't forget about their friendly service. Combine all that, you have a winning team, the Black Eyed Pea, a Colorado and game day favorite. Locally owned and operated with nine front range locations throughout Denver and Castle Rock. Black Eyed Pea. Open Thursday through Sunday, the International Sportsman's Expo at the Colorado Convention Center. Get $3 off coupons at O'Reilly Auto Parts and wherever fishing and hunting licenses are sold. Go to sportsexpos.com for store locations and show information. Easy parking and shuttles from Park Avenue at Wazee near Coors Field. The Sportsman's Expo, open Thursday through Sunday at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. Your life outdoors starts at the ISC. Altitude 950 traffic update. Extra delay on northbound I-25 making your way between Orchard and Colorado Boulevard where there has been some metal debris reported on the highway that has been cleared. Traffic brought to you by Unbound.org but several tire changers split between the left and right shoulders and that is adding to the curiosity slowing. You can be the difference between a child continuing their dream of education or leaving it behind. Help make the future brighter for one child at Unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. i like to thank my teammates. You know, i like to thank the defense for giving us the ball back. i like to thank the O-line for, you know, just blocking and... Just every, it was just a team effort, you know, and without them, it couldn't have been done. So it, it wasn't me, you know, it was all of them. And, you know, I'm glad we got to do this. That's Tua. Not going to try to pronounce his last name. I'll go to Manchester for that. Tua? Come on, Manchester. This should be tip of the tongue for you. Tagoveloa. Very good. Tua Tagoveloa. Why wow, you even say that like you know, like... Like you're from Hawaii. I don't even have it in front of me. Native. Are you from Hawaii? Uh, you know, I like to dabble. Did you know he and Marcus Mariota 
went to the same high school. Doesn't surprise me. I'm sure there's one like power high school in the Hawaiian Islands where they produce all these football players. I know, but they had remarkable comebacks within 48 hours of each other. By the way, uh, those of you who bet the over on that game, how happy were you when that uh, field goal was missed at the end of regulation? Yeah, no doubt. I think the over-under was 45. Uh-huh. So 23-20, uh-huh. no go. You go to overtime, you got a shot. There were people cheering across the country with that missed field goal. There were also shank. a lot of people saying, why don't we have to kick the extra point because the number was four. So they never have to kick the extra point on a game winning. No. Yeah, why would you? That's I know, stupid. I know. But in the NFL, the NFL they, make you. they make you kick yeah. it. I think oh, you no kick doubt. it. Yes, in the NFL you do. Uh, before we get to our piping hot takes, quick one from the text line. Uh, did you guys mention that Alabama's defensive backs coach is headed to Fort Collins to be the defensive coordinator? Derek Ensley. I, I did not know that. Is that his name or is that your name? I did not know that. I didn't know that, but you know what? If you can poach people off Nick Saban's staff, I don't think that's the worst idea in the world. Uh, from 8541, Ryan writes in, Wow, it sounds like Manchester has his cactus britches on today. No sugar in his coffee? Oh, because I don't want to kill a kicker? Are you wearing your cactus britches? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't want the, the the kicker who missed the, what was it, 30-something yard field goal? And he missed in the- chippies. In overtime Bad. to be banned from campus? I'm not saying you want him. I'm just telling you that people out there are going to go off on the kid, even now, even after they won. Let's move on to our piping hot takes. I am the greatest. Because I spit hot fire. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station, and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. <laughs> Brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It's Vic's Hot Take. I like to go through my uh, Twitter feed just to see how dumb I am as a human. Because a lot of things I tweet come back to bite me. For instance, at halftime, wow, Georgia OU, that was the real natty. That was my halftime tweet. I never felt that Alabama was a threat. You know why? Because their quarterback could not throw the ball. Because the quarterback was a one-dimensional quarterback. That's what Jalen Hurts is. He could not throw the football. I thought they had no chance to get back into that game until the first series of the second half when some kid named Tua shows up. Never heard of him, never saw him, but I'm sure that Nick Saban knows all about him and what he can do. And then the first series, I said, oh, well, this this kid's not going to do anything either. Wow, what a coaching move by Nick Saban, regarded as the best coach in college football. But what struck me is during the course of the second half, when Tua was rallying the troops, they kept going to cutaways of Jalen Hurts on the sidelines. And what was Jalen Hurts doing on the sideline every time they showed him on on camera? He's there helping. He's there promoting. He's there assisting. He's talking to Tua. He's happy. He's on the forefront. He's smiling. He's doing everything I would not have done. I'll be totally honest with you. I want you to put yourself in Jalen Hurts' shoes. You're 25 and 2 as a starting quarterback. You are the man. It is your team. You're suddenly yanked in the national championship game. Would you be all guy smiley on the front row there? Or would you be inside just hurting? Just like pouting? Hate to say it, I'd be Mr. Powder. I'd let my competitive instincts take over. I'd be ticked off. What Jalen Hurts did, the humility he showed, is something you don't see too often. You don't see at all anymore in sports, let alone college pro. You just don't see it. Kids want to play all the time. And when they're removed and they don't play and to react like that, I'm losing my voice. Next hot take. It's HW's Hot Take.
As long as we're uh, visiting dumb tweets, we'll go to mine 12 hours ago. I said, if Bama is dead, does that mean the Patriots are dead too? Well, Bama wasn't dead, but I think the Patriots might be. Tom Brady backing off this morning from that ESPN report even more, saying, quote, I think that's just such a poor characterization of anything in regards to his uh, demeanor based on ESPN, the magazine, saying staffers and players noticed that Brady seemed especially excited, hollering, and jubile after Jimmy Garoppolo was traded. Especially? Especially. Especially. There's no X. You know what I was getting at. You got a new one, Vic. Damage control going on in New England, and I love it. I really don't think they're going to lose to Tennessee this weekend. I don't. But the Steelers aren't coming, or excuse me, the Patriots aren't coming out of the AFC. The Steelers or Jacksonville, the winner of that game, is going to go into Foxborough and end the Patriots as we know it. Bama may not be dead because Nick Saban can pull rabbits out of his hat and push all the right buttons. But once Bill Belichick was ticked off at Robert Kraft and ticked off at Tom Brady, to quote Manchester, too much toothpaste to put back in the tube. Enjoy it, boys. This is why the NFL playoffs will be fun the next couple weekends, because the Patriots will be dead before the Super Bowl. Next hot take. It's Manchester's hot take. Both of you guys there with your hot takes make me glad I no longer tweet. Because that happened all the time, where you tweet something first quarter of the Bronco game, and it comes back to bite you. Uh, it's okay. Most of us can own up to it. Or I just stop, and then I don't have to deal with it. Uh, we got a uh, an interesting lesson in leadership last night. And everybody's going to talk about how, well, there's only two guys who could make that kind of move because they've got the equity built up to get away with it. It's Nick Saban in college football, and it's... Bill Belichick in the NFL. Bill Belichick would never sub Tom Brady out of a game at halftime unless he were hurt. Here's he would the thing: never though. do it ever. He, he, it, it's it's such a simple decision, and most people wouldn't do it because they make the decision based on the wrong things, based on the emotion, they based make, on the relationship. Well, they make the decision based on what's the blowback if this doesn't work, right? Well, Nick Saban doesn't care, mm-hmm. and then they make the decision based on. Well, the kid's earned it. He's 25 and 2. He's got a chance to play his way out of this. He's a blah, 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 blah. No. You go with who's the best guy for what you need. And you needed someone who could throw the football. The backup quarterback was a better passer. And you made the, you made the decision. You made the switch. I, it's not ballsy. It's not gutsy. It's just doing the right thing and not being impacted by outside forces. Things that don't have anything to do with the decision. Nick Saban had a a lesson in leadership last night because you just do the right thing. You don't let outside influences and other factors determine which direction. What about this text? Who is the starting quarterback of the Alabama Crimson Tide right now? Who is the starting quarterback? I don't know, and I don't care. I don't have a game tomorrow. I'm just the reason Saban is afforded that opportunity to make those decisions is because he has so much talent. He has so many options. His offense—you could throw anybody in there, and you'll have a chance, dude. You know what it proved to me last night? It proved to me that why would you ever draft an Alabama quarterback? You could throw anybody in there. 
Oh, that's not true. That well, kid, that kid okay. came out and was spinning it, okay. and he it was okay. the first meaningful snaps great. he's played. Great, but what do you learn from playing behind that Alabama offensive line? What do you really learn? The touchdown he threw in traffic had nothing to do with the offensive exactly line. Exactly right. An amazing play. Jalen Hurts is done at Alabama. He may never play another game. Uh, who knows? They may have a game next year where they're playing against a team that, you know what, we can run the football on them all day long, and Nick Saban's going to go with the right guy. Tua Most coaches. Run. Tua can run better than Jalen Hurts. Most coaches. And I said it all year when it came to the Broncos and the, the Paxton Lynch thing. Most coaches would never make that move because they're too afraid to do something outside the box. What's the blowback going to be if this doesn't work? They'd rather go down with the guy who's 25 and 2 and they can say, well, I mean, we're Nick, not going to bench him. Nick Saban than to make the but, bold but see, move. Nick and it's Sa- not even that bold. It's the right thing. Nick Saban's not most coaches. He's got the resume That's why to pull he's that not. off. No, no. He has the resume because he'll do the bold things that other people are too cowardly to do. Mm. It's not the other way around. People have this reversed. He didn't do that because of his resume. He has that resume because those are the things he does. I'm, I'm not That's sure. the point. I'm not sure a 35-year-old Nick Saban makes the same move. Sounds to me like the old chicken or the egg. Yeah, I'm not sure a young who's the chicken and who's the egg. No, uh, no. Let me ask you this: If you got benched like Jalen Hurts did after putting up a 25 and two record, how do you react on the sideline? I'm just curious. Be honest. Be I honest. pout like a little child. How would you react? I would uh, cheer on my teammate. You would seriously? Yeah. But deep down, how would you feel? I'd be fuming. Be fuming, and you'd be wishing. You what? know what? Here's the other thing, though. Yeah. I, I watched both those guys last night, yeah. and all this crap about how all oh, millennials and the new generation. Watch those two. Oh, they're, they were great. They were they're great. They're 18 and they're 19. Genuine People friends. didn't act like that 20 exactly, years ago. That's why I'm ashamed of myself. Is what I'm saying. My hot take is all about how I'm ashamed of how I would react. Because deep down, listen to me when I say this. Deep down, I'd be hoping he's throwing picks everywhere. Today's young people. Listen are, to me. I, I'm with you. Today's young people are amazingly yes. composed for their age. It blows my Listen mind. Listen to me. I would have been rooting deep down against my own team. I would want, if I were pulled like that at halftime, I would want my team to lose. And then I'd want to go to the head coach and say, see, you shouldn't have pulled me. How is That's he how I would have felt. I'm with you. How is he wearing a coat in here? It's like 900 degrees. Oh, because I wore my short sleeve shirt because it's going to be like 65 today. Is that like a fishing jacket? <laughs> you got the Vic Lombardi show. Later. Up next, why Steve Kerr reads everything I put on Twitter, and I have proof. Hot Takes has been brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. It could be the most unbelievably ridiculous, awesome piece of awesomeness that ever happened in your life. Altitude 950 is putting you on the Zamboni at Pepsi Center. It's another ultimate ads experience. A ride on the Zamboni at Pepsi Center. We're qualifying riders all week. Keep your radio frozen on Altitude 950. What's at Lamar's Donuts that you won't find at any ordinary donut shop? How about gourmet indulgences of the highest quality? Lamar's Donuts are always made by hand daily and with only the best ingredients. That was Ray's way. Come enjoy our delicious donuts at one of our nine conveniently located Colorado Lamars. And also visit us online at lamars.com. That's lamars.com, where we have simply a better donut. Safeway is currently hiring drivers to work in our transportation department located on 570 in Colorado. 
You will ensure that deliveries are made on time with precision routes and timely scheduling. You will be able to go home at the end of every shift. And the starting rate for the driver's position is $22.49 an hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. You must have documented work experience in the transportation trucking industry to be considered for this position. You must have a Class A CDL, at least three years or equivalent to 300,000 miles of all-season or mountain driving experience with tractor-trailer equipment. Refrigeration experience preferred. Must be 21 years old to apply. This is a great opportunity to work with a stable company you can retire with. Safeway treats their employees outstanding, offering an excellent compensation and benefit package starting out at $22.49 per hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. To apply for the driver's position, log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Real de Minas. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Real de Minas will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food, it's Real de Minas with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at realdeminasrestaurant.com. It's your favorite time of year at Pepsi Center. Nathan McKinnon! Don't miss the chance to cheer on your Colorado Avalanche. Tickets for all games are on sale right now. Reserve your seats today at ColoradoAvalanche.com. Go Avs Go! Altitude 950 traffic update. Stop and go traffic with problems on northbound I-25 between Lincoln Avenue and Colorado Boulevard and between 6th Avenue and I-70. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. There's a five-car crash clearing off the left lane, left shoulder, northbound I-25 approaching I-70 and an accident in the backups. A boy from Kenya dreams of finishing his education. An elder longs for community in Guatemala. A mother worries about her children's future in India. Help them write a news story at Unbound. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. Gets it back from Jamal Murray. Harris has it in the right hand. Goes to the left hand now. Through the window to Jokic. Back over to Harris. Catch and go. One dribble. Layup is up and in there. And there it is. The first triple-double of the year. For Nikola Jokic, 22-12-10. Attaboy, Nikki. That's the Jokic we've yearned for the last couple weeks. He went off last night in Golden State. Triple-double his first of the season, 22-12-11 for Nikola Jokic. But it was not enough as the Nuggets fall short, 124-114. That kind of effort would have been good enough to beat most teams. Just not that team. Not that team. Now with the uh, Steph Curry, did you see the call? You mentioned it. I'm watching the game. Steph Curry, listen, we all love and appreciate what he can do. Okay, his talents are amazing. Amazing to behold. He drives the lane. Nobody comes close to touching him. No one is in the same vicinity. Mason Plumlee jumps away from him. Correct. Curry goes up, double pumps, falls, flops, gets an and one. And I'm sitting there going, when they replayed it, and Marlo, Marlo was like, and here's the foul? Where, where, where's the foul? 
It is what makes the NBA just infuriating at times. It just the the blatantly bad calls and whistles that stars get. I mean, look, I don't care if they get a, a foul that other guys don't. But when they get a foul that doesn't even exist, yeah. it's like, well, how can, how do you play defense? How do you play defense? It just it just drives me crazy. It's infuriating. All right, this is going to drive you crazy because I know where, where you'll go with this. It, it drives me crazy every time I see it. First of all, I love Steph Curry. He is perhaps my favorite non-nugget in the league, okay? But last night he did it again. He hits a shot from about 40 feet, for crying out loud. Torrey Craig is on him. He pulls up, hits the shot. Mid-game, mid-play, it's not a timeout, mind you. They're not going to the benches. Mid-game, he turns to the crowd and does this. You're watching me, right? Yeah. You see it. You're, you're moving your shoulders, yeah. you're dancing. Turns, I would call it a shimmy. He turns toward the crowd, toward the crowd. The action is still going on around him. Play is still going on, and he does this. I am so sorry, guys, but if I'm guarding Steph Curry and he does that, the next time down the court... I put an elbow to his face. I would agree with you, but it's, that that is my response, right? If he's dancing, then I'm running the other direction, and he's not back on defense. That's, and that's, then when he comes back down, he gets an elbow he in the gets chest. An, and, and if somebody out there is going to say, "Oh, that's just uh, you know, you're being a jerk," I, I, yes, I'm being a jerk. The competitive instincts in me would not allow a guy mid-game, mid-play, to turn to his home fans and suddenly break out a dance routine in the middle of a game. Not just a shimmy, a routine. I mean, he was into it for like five seconds. But you should be able to make him pay for that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's on the Nuggets. But here's what happens a few few possessions later. He drives the lane, and there's a mystery call. And the ref gives him the end one. I get it, but while he's he, protected. While he's dancing, why isn't the ball going down the other end of the court quickly? Here's what I do. Here's no Why? Here, well, here's what happens. Whoever he's guarding, I demand the ball. If I'm like Jamal Murray, right. he's to, I demand the ball, and I give him the nice offensive elbow to the head. Right I, there. I would agree right with that. that. One, get an right. offensive foul and compound the problem? No, no. The problem is that these guys are too buddy-buddy. That's the problem. After the game, the everybody's problem wanting is to make another three and turn it the, into a six-point possession? The problem is you don't hate the opposition enough. The problem is everyone's best friends on the court. The, that's the problem. Yes, the problem is that doesn't rub the Nuggets the wrong way. It rubbed me the wrong that's way. That's the problem. And it's not just the Nuggets. It's every team in the league that puts up with this crap. That needs to rub you the wrong way, and you give him an elbow. Now, it, it ties back into the Akeem league michael Crabtree discussion that we had. You got to pick your spot, right? You don't just go down and do it right away. You wait till you're away from the ball a little bit. The refs are looking the other direction. Boom! You just give him one. You just give him one right even, in the sternum. Even, even if it's an ejection, I would do it. There was a also a point in the game. Oh, where, so it's now worth to get ejected because Steph Curry is dancing. I would. Got it. it, it yes, I but would. you you have That's a guy great. who's going to come out and I get would. ejected. I would. What would be the problem if Richard Jefferson got ejected what, last what, night? If Tory Craig gets ejected for a cheap shot at, at Steph Curry, I don't care. I applaud him. You guys were talking about Jamal Murray at first. I'm saying. Even if it's Jamal Murray, if the game's already lost, I would get ejected for it. I would. Send a message. The game was tied at 69 last night. It wasn't lost. They were still in it. The point is... That shot put them up 91-77. The point is, the Warriors were too comfortable. Make them uncomfortable. That's all I'm saying. Make them uncomfortable. There was a, a fast break last night. Draymond Green had a dunk. All he had to do was dunk it. Instead, he throws it out to Curry for a three. And he misses the three. And I'm sitting there going, what a dumb play. But now that I think about it, they're trying to rub it in. They're no, tr oh, they're, they're trying they're, they're to they're rub playing it in. The, they're playing the percentage game. 
He's going to make he's going to make James, enough of those James, that three's better dunk. than two. I know, but dude, talk to college basketball coaches. They don't want their players shooting fourteen foot jump shots. Go out behind behind the arc. The the percentages, you, the extra point is worth it. I will ask this uh, this question again to you Nuggets fans. Even if they were a Nugget doing it, if there's somebody doing a shimmy in in the middle, you know this. Oh, sorry, dude, I can't stand that. I just I don't know what it is. Even even playing pickup, if you're shimmying and dancing and doing all that business, that is that is the opposite of what Jalen Hurts did in that game. And by the way, Jalen Hurts is getting a ton of uh, flack on the text line. Two seven one six says. Sounds like Jalen Hurts should be team captain for Team Snowflake. Why? Because he handled himself well? Yeah, I, I don't get this hot take from the texters of he should just be over there acting like a big baby, well, acting we, like a jerk, being he, a bad teammate. Here's where I'm going to defend Jalen Hurts. That's that's ridiculous. You, you don't know what he was thinking inside. Inside he was probably thinking the same thing I was thinking. Please throw a pick, lose the game. Let's embarrass ourselves, not that they pulled me. But outside on the exterior he's showing a good face. He did everything he's supposed to do as a teammate exterior. But interior, you never know what he's feeling. You don't know what he's thinking, right? I don't know. I mean, to me, I want my I want my quarterback who gets yanked from a game to be ticked off to no end. How do you think Tom Brady would feel if he got pulled from a game? Well, How do you think Aaron Rodgers would feel? Brady knew that Garoppolo was a threat and demanded he be traded, according think, to the Seth Wickersham report. How do you think Peyton Manning felt when he got pulled? You think he was on the on the sideline supporting every single move Brock Osweiler made? Do you think he was in full support? When he returned for the first time in his NFL career as a backup and he stood on the sidelines against the Chargers, did he pout or did he act professional? Professional. And then when it was his turn to go in the game, he went in and led them to a victory. Exactly. But what's he feeling inside? Yeah, fine. That's... Because you remember what he did, right? He infamously flipped off Gary Kubiak. We learned about that yeah. at the retirement he press conference. He was seething inside. And that's all I'm saying. If Jalen Hurts was okay with getting benched, then he'll never be a quarterback for Alabama again. If he was upset about it and he just showed something different, then it's a different story. But if he's okay with getting benched, if he's like, oh, okay, I was, you know, that's the better option. You know, this guy's going to come in and rally us. He's the better option. Then I, w- I don't want this guy as my quarterback. I would agree, but we have no evidence to suggest that was the I case. I agree. I agree. Okay. You guys heard my piping hot take. When did I give this? Monday? I don't know. Today's Tuesday, so. Sure. About the whole LeVar Ball escapade and why ESPN. That was Friday. It was Monday. Okay. I went off on ESPN. I didn't go off on LeVar Ball because there's no, (laughs) no more, nowhere else to go on this LeVar Ball thing. I went off on why ESPN would decide in this climate where they're firing people, they're, they're tightening budgets. I mean, their staff size is half what it used to be. Why they would decide it's a good idea to send a crew to Lithuania to follow the Ball family and provide content on that subject matter. Why? Why? The viewers don't want it. You're, you're forcing the issue. You're do, You're deciding something the viewers don't want. And what's the result? LeVar Ball says something stupid about his kid's head coach. He wants Luke Walton fired, and that starts a fire in the NBA. All right, so I went off on this whole thing. Why would ESPN do this? It's a dumb move. You're not aware of your audience. You're being dumb. Well, guess what? Yesterday, Steve Kerr, before tip-off against the Nuggets, listen to what Steve Kerr said. wonder if he follows me on Twitter. I don't know who cares, but people care. They must care, or ESPN wouldn't be spending you know, whatever they're spending to send 
reporters to Lithuania when they're laying off people who are writing really substantial, you know, people like Ethan Strauss and Mark Stein are getting laid off. And again, this is not, I'm, this is not a condemn, condemnation of ESPN. It's not. It's a societal issue. And uh, it's been going on for many, many years, and it's really, I think, invading the sports world now. That is Steve Kerr, and he had a lot more to say about why ESPN would do what it did, sending a crew to Lithuania amid all of the budget cuts that they've encountered. I don't disagree with him, but he mentioned a couple of writers there. This is now the second day in a row we've yeah. talked about this. What was the last story they wrote that we were, you were talking about in Denver on Sports Talk Radio? We're talking about it for different reasons. I don't want to, don't play that game that we're giving it PR and, and that we're actually helping the cause. We're not. I'm criticizing ESPN for making the decision to follow something that viewers don't want. Viewers don't want to hear from this guy. I, I, I don't Okay. All right. How about this? Ready? Anybody who wants to track LeVar Ball and his kids, Call the show and tweet the show and text the show right now. 30933-303-7530950. If you're interested in the Ball family in Lithuania and how they're balling, please let me know. Because you, you might be alone. So you're doing you, a quick poll here. Yeah, quick poll right now. If you ask people, hey, are, are you are you really concerned of what's happening with the Real Housewives of Orange County? Most people are going to say no. Sure, but they, they watch like for different reasons. like versions of those shows. Like, somebody brought up the Kardashians. Yeah, do, there's another good example. You know why I watch the Kardashians? Ask me why I watch the Kardashians. Why do you watch the Kardashians? Because they're freaking right? hot women. That's why. Fine, I get it. People watch. People like drama. People no, like no, 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 no. Chaos. I don't watch the Kardashians for the drama. I don't care because Kim is hot. What is the story that those writers put out that was more interesting being than honest? what LeVar Ball is am I, doing? Am I being honest? It sounds like you're being honest. Why okay. do I watch Real well, Housewives of Orange County? Because they're hot. By sending a crew to Lithuania, they got LeVar Ball criticizing Luke Walton. Is it, Has there been a bigger story in the NBA this week? Okay, Is great. there a bigger story in and the NBA this week? Steve Kerr has the right then to criticize ESPN for fabricating the story. He didn't criticize story. ESPN. What'd you he think? criticized I mean, society. But what did you think ESPN was going to garner by putting another mic? Microphone in the face of Lavar Ball. A, what did you think he was going to say? A soundbite that turned into the biggest story in the oh, NBA this week. Such fake news, and I know we hate that term, but that's what it is. It's the biggest story in the NBA came out of that trip. It did, and Steve Kerr wasn't ripping ESPN; he was ripping society. He's ripping us for consuming it, and he has a point on that front. By the way, he ain't the only one. We talked about some other coaches going off. Well, now. Stan Van Gundy, head coach of the Detroit Pistons, says he will no longer do halftime interviews or meet with the pregame crew of ESPN. He will not participate in that activity. Why? He Why? says, I'm not denying them access. I'm not kicking them out of press conferences. They want extra stuff from us, and they're going to treat an NBA coach with that little respect. Then I'm going to choose not to give them extra access. Hey, Good for you. Hey, Good Stan. For you. Hey, Stan. What does ESPN pay the NBA every year? You know what? Whatever. And you the, know what, Stan? That's why you make what you make, yeah, dude. So ESPN now is in charge of who gets hired and, and if, fired? If, if it's all about basketball, go coach a team at the Y, Stan. Go coach that nah. team. Nah, I don't, I, this guy makes millions of dollars a year because of TV money, and then he's going to turn up their nose at him? Give me a break. You know what, Take your ball and go home, do you know what, Stan. Do you know what fairness is? If you're going to play fair, why don't you throw a mic in the face of every parent then? How come we're not hearing from Kyle Kuzma's dad? Hey, you know what? I see Jamal Murray's dad at every game. Why don't we throw a mic in his face? Hey, Jamal Murray's dad, what do you think about if the coach? If say something interesting, people would. We're doing it because this guy's a freaking... Oh, don't even start. You got the Vic Lombardi show. 
There's big news in the new year as mortgage loan limits are increasing, meaning you may be able to borrow more money when purchasing a new home. It's an increase that will give buyers more choices in homes so you can plan your new year and the things you want to accomplish. Make sure home ownership is near the top of the list. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Here's what's happening at Altitude 950. Don't miss the National Western Stock Show going on now through January 21st. Acres of Western shopping and the Super Bowl of livestock shows. Get more info now at Altitude950.com. Here's your National Western Stock Show update. Brought to you by Four Rivers Equipment. Free grounds admission today. Your free entry includes livestock shows, kids activities, Colorado's largest Western trade show with acres of food and shopping. And tonight in the Coliseum, it's PBR bull riding semifinals. With a PBR ticket purchase, you can go behind the chutes for PBR 101. Tickets and info at NationalWestern.com. This National Western update brought to you by Four Rivers Equipment. Your local John Deere dealer is Four Rivers Equipment. Proud to be your working partner. Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive, and best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. c3adjusters.com. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Especially slow on northbound I-25 from Ridgegate Parkway to Colorado Boulevard and between Santa Fe and Spear. Traffic is brought to you by Compassion International. You have an accident clearing westbound I-70 off to the shoulder, but uh, it is still causing curiosity slowing again. That's westbound I-70 at Colorado. Becoming a child sponsor with Compassion International can change the world one child at a time. Find out how at Compassion.com forward slash radio. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. It's a third and long run. Can Michelle create some magic? He gets the edge and tie grabs into Alabama territory. Sony Michelle, Rose Bowl hero, makes the first big offensive play tonight. How in the heck did he get to that first down marker on that specific play? I believe it was third and 21. Sony Michelle gets the handoff right side, eludes one tackler, beats three Alabama players. Mind you, this is Alabama. They got speed to burn on that defense. He beats three players to the sideline. I mean, switches field like a joystick, right? And gets to the first down marker. To me, that was the most impressive run I saw all night. I couldn't believe he got that first down. Yeah, the the balance and the speed, it was just, uh, it was amazing. The fact that they went away from him seemingly 
was a head scratcher, but you know we don't know. Are they going away from him because something Alabama is doing to take him away? I, that's the mystery to me. That's he, the mystery. He averaged seven yards a carry. Nick Chubb under two. Uh, I gave Manchester credit early. I'll do it again. Yesterday I said, well, I'd love to have either one of these guys in a Broncos uniform. I'm more convinced than ever after watching that game last Speed. night. Sony Michelle Speed. in the second round. You go Baker Mayfield at Speed. five and Sony at thirty-seven. You address. Skill position, skill position, first round, second round. Give me speed. Oh, my! I mean, he would be the most dynamic offensive player on the Broncos roster the moment he walked in the building. They don't have anybody with that kind of speed at any position. Uh, I would be thrilled with that. I, 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 I would. I, it makes me wonder, though, why does he fall to the second round? Why? Based on what? Well, because of because of what? Because there's a there's a scout out there that will assess his body type and start. That crap drives me crazy. I know it does, but you know it's the same scout that's going to look at this Tua guy and say, "Wow, you know he doesn't run a, a pro offense and he does a lot of running during the game." You know, if you're a great coach at the pro level, and I take a page from your theory here, you take a guy like Tua right now and you pattern your entire offense around his skills. If it no means doubt. you do something crazy, you do something crazy. No doubt. It's why Russell Wilson went in the third round. It's why. Deshaun Watson went what twelve? I mean, if you re, if you redid last year's draft, where does Deshaun Watson go? First, one or two? I mean, yeah. it, it, it's just these guys—they talk themselves out of things. Like, just watch the game, yeah. watch the film. Can a guy play? Does he make plays? Does he jump off the screen? Is hey, he's one of the best three or four guys on the entire field. All the rest of this crap, the senior bowl, especially the combine. There's too much evaluation. You know what there is? There's too much evaluation. There is. The draft will be different today than it's going to be in April. It's very much like instant replay, and I say this all the time. Every play in a game, if you put it under a microscope, you can find some sort of penalty. Yes. Every play. Yes. So what happens with these players when they're evaluated by these scouts, to the microscopic level, you will find flaws. Rather than just seeing the obvious, using your eyes, use the eye test. What do you see? Look at that throw. I'm watching it right now. How many NFL quarterbacks can make that throw basically off his back foot like he just did? Nobody in Denver. Nobody in Denver can make that throw. No. Nobody in Denver can make that throw that he just made. You're talking about the throw to win the game. Yes. Look at that throw. Look at that freaking throw. See, but it's not just the throw either, though. Like, the guy looks wide open. You know what it is? He got sacked on the previous play. He just lost 12 yards. And yet... He has enough poise left in his reserves, right? He has the poise in his body to say, shake that off. Let me come back and make a play. That is a trait you need to be an NFL quarterback. Well, no doubt. You just got tacked and are now out of field goal range. It's second and 26. You throw the ball deep, that's incomplete. It's third and 26. Exactly right. You're scrambling to get in field goal range. But here's here's what makes that play impressive to me. Go back to the, you talked about that terrible Bills-Jaguars game. Mm -hmm. And yesterday we talked about Tony Romo's analysis during the game. How many times did he criticize Tyrod Taylor because he didn't recognize wh- what was open and go there? Yeah. He he knew where to go. He knew exactly. And he threw it. It looks like he's wide open, but if he's a half a second late, the safety's oh. over there to make the play. What, what, no, what he did is he looked off the safety, and they showed this afterwards in the film room. He looked off that safety long enough. He was looking to his right side, Tua was, and at the split second moved to his left to throw that ball. That safety messed up the play entirely. That safety should never have shaded to his left. That was a safety mess up right there. No doubt, but it's about recognition and it's about moving people with your eyes and it's about throwing the ball on time and accurate. And, he, that and, play was perfect. And bouncing back from adversity. 
That's what I look for. Agreed. All right, back to the question about LeVar Ball, because this all goes hand in hand, all right? How many of you are really interested in this story, and why would you be, okay? Uh, let's go to the text line. I asked you, are you interested? Will you watch? I really hope, I really hope that Ball's 15 minutes of fame are almost up. I can't take it anymore. That's 2548. From Postal Brian, Lakers should ban LeVar from all home games. The guy is a joke. Well, they've essentially banned him from the uh, family section, by the way. Can't go there anymore. He's not going to be going to many games from Lithuania. The Ball family fiasco should be covered by TMZ, not ESPN. At this point, it's no longer a sports story. That's where we agree. This is bigger than just what ESPN's doing. This is about how we sell what we get, right? This is about sensationalizing things. And I'm going to read Zeno's tweet here, or his text, and you tell me what you think. Zeno's right on. Listen to this. Local sports talk radio changing formats to NFL 24-7. That's another example of the insidious, dollar-driven, lowest common denominator dumbing down of sports programming that's hurting interest and viability in other local sports teams. What they've done is the same thing that ESPN is doing with LeVar Ball. I would agree with that. I wholeheartedly agree. Preach, Zeno. There you go. And that's why it bothers me. Because you know why? It's not authentic. It's agenda-driven. You are driving an agenda. You are a manager at ESPN saying, we're going to drive this agenda whether or not our viewers want it. That's what bothers me. I hate that. That's propagandist. I don't, that is propaganda. I don't disagree with that. And, and it, what I don't like about sports media nowadays is we spend more time talking about off-the-field stuff than we spend talking about on the field. I remember when we were in New York for the Super Bowl, and it seemed like half the conversation was about what's going to happen with free agents. What's going to happen with Eric Decker? It's like the freaking Super yeah, Bowl is it, Sunday, it, it, but it's we're talking that. about the offseason. It's, it's the arrogance by all media. We're not going to tell you what you want to hear. We're going to tell you what we believe you need to hear. You understand the difference? Yes. Yes. Not it's what a you different want. way of thinking. What, like, what do you want to talk about, guys? This is a sports show. What do you want to talk What's the story today, the day after the national championship? What's the story? Nuggets no played last night, national championship last night. Right. Okay, that's the story, right? Isn't that the story? I, I, If I ever get to that point where I tell you what I believe you need to hear rather than want to hear, I'm out of this business. I'm out. No, you want to tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. It's, it, that, that's part of our job. I, I kind of feel like it's a little bit like being uh, the people who put together college curriculums, right? This It, it seems like they're letting the student say, uh, I'm going to get a degree by taking nothing but bowling, gambling and wine appreciation at some point where are we going with this you have to tell them no you have to take some core classes too you need to take sociology and american revolution and some of these things we're all like really why do i have to do this i wasn't a criticism of you hw well you went with the exact classes i took i know i know but that's not golf etiquette in that's not all you took right you you can't Mm -hmm. get a college degree if you come in and go all i'm gonna do is take food skills that's it. I took I'm some just, pretty intense broadcast I'm class. just going to make crappy pies with too much Crisco for four years, and I'm going to walk out of here with a degree. Well, no, you're not. Somebody has to step up and be the adult and say, yeah. here's the well-rounded education you're going to get. Hey. Otherwise, you ain't walking out of here with a degree. Hey, I'm just curious. If LeVar Ball were Jalen Hurts' father last night... <laughs> 
But here's, here, here's what, do you, what do you think happens in that situation? Yeah, he goes nuts during the game. But I'm listening to Clay Travis on the way in. He's mm-hmm. on before us, and he has that guy from L.A. Papadopoulos, or what's the guy's name? Papadakis. Papadakis. He's the former uh, running back for Wait, USC. Wait, what's the Alabama's kicker's name? Whatever. Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos. Too the many. Way, too many Papas. By the way, around. I was. Inside the guy that would have died if he'd gone back well, to campus, according to you two? Well, I, I, I just said he would have been banned. I was secretly yearning for a 40-yard field goal attempt from that kid oh, last That no would have been were. so much fun. No. I, that would have been great, dude. That would have been awesome. I would have been, that other I'm, kid, I'm all in. Rex Specs was money. <laughs> was Rex Specs was right down the frickin', I mean, he, he was, was right great. down Broadway. But let's let's get away from LeVar Ball's, you know, off-court drama oh. here and look at the actual basketball side of it. It's turning out exactly like I told you it was going to turn out. Chaos. I, I said the guy's not a very good player. I wouldn't take him at number two. Look how he acted at the end of UCLA's loss in the tournament. Yeah. Look how he played in his body language in the last five minutes. Wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. Watch him shoot a jump shot and tell me how that's going to work in the NBA. It, 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 and that's exactly what's happening. It, it, he's turned into to a fairly mediocre player. He doesn't look like but, a star. And, and, and you know what? And now there's a, this off-court drama. Really? You couldn't see that LeVar Ball was going to be a problem? Enjoy it, Lakers. Here's, here's dropped the ball, man. Here's the other issue. He was asked, Lonzo Ball was asked from a reporter who continues to, again, the story never ends. What do you think about your father's comments? It's your father, right? You're not going to go against your father. You're just not. You know, That's my dad. He says what he wants, but I could play for anybody. And it was that line that he said, I could play for anybody, which tells me he he's in line with his dad. He, he thinks exactly what his dad thinks right now. He thinks Luke Walton can't coach his team. You well, know where do you Luke think Walton. he's heard that from? Exactly. And that's all I needed to hear. All right, back to, to Jalen Hurts. Because a couple of the textures want to jump on that, and I agree. Somebody says Hurts was a baller last night. That's true leadership right there. Again, I totally agree with you. The, the display he gave us on national television, yanked from a game at halftime, supporting his teammates was great. But deep down... If he wasn't boiling inside, if he wasn't angry as can be, I'd be concerned for him as a competitor. I would agree. So then if you're Jalen Hurts, what do you do in the offseason? Do you transfer or well, do I you get, say, I'm going to bust my butt and beat this kid out? I get the hell out of there. <laughs> well, then you're, you're, you are being a snowflake then. No, no, you're probably right. But if I want to play, you know, I got two years left in my college career. I want to play. He's not going to play for Alabama. You're being an intelligent snowflake. Yeah, he ain't going to play. Tua, Tua's a starting quarterback. He's going to admit this guy's better. You know what? If I'm CSU, if I'm uh, Bobo, I start recruiting Jalen Hurts right now. Don't hate it. Right now. Right now. Wouldn't he, so he'd have to sit out a year, right? Sure. It's all right. You go so get you, Jalen Hurts right all, now. If he's your kid, what do you tell him to do? If he's my kid? Yeah. And I feel he has a legit shot to start again, I tell him to stay. But if I know that this other kid's better, and all I had to do was watch one half, I saw one half of football last night. Two was a better quarterback. I would agree. It's over. It's a tough it's question, over. though, right? It's Isn't over. that kind of yes. take your ball but and go down, home? But deep down, if you know your kid is not as good as the other kid, you're going to advise your kid to go play elsewhere. Why don't you tell him to switch positions? What's he going to play? Is he not an NFL quarterback? That's fine. Why, why can't he play DB? Why can't he play wide receiver? Why can't he play he can. running back? I suppose. Hey, I mean, I, it, it, Jalen Hurts isn't going to he, – he's not getting drafted in the NFL as a listen, quarterback. I don't want your opinions. You don't even like college football, so just stop. You're just tired of him being right all morning long. He well, likes it when the rise is real. We, we, instead of Marty counting mistakes, can he just count the number of times I'm right When in a we day? come back, our Power 5 question of the day in uh, light of him hating college football, <laughs> the dumbest college tradition for a pair of mammoth tickets right here on the Vic Lombardi Show. 
Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Coming up tomorrow night, the Nuggets host the Hawks at Pepsi Center. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock with a pregame show getting away at 6.35. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the most. Home of the cards. Kidnapped in by Nicole The Abs and Nuggets. And Denver's all sports station. Altitude 950. And this thing is over. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. I'm happy for all these folks. I'm happy for our players. This was a great win for our, our players, and I've never been happier in my life. Never. Never. Listen, do I hate Alabama? Yeah. Was I rooting against Alabama? Hell yeah. But that's me being a biased fan. That's what we do. That's who we are. So when I write on my Twitter machine at halftime that it should have been Georgia OU in the Natty game, that was a real national championship, I was wrong. But my biases took over. I hate Alabama that much. But, man, do I respect him. Nick, six titles for that dude? Six? Nick Saban's 66 years old. This is the hypothetical. but And everybody wants to say, I hate Nick Saban. If he would come to Colorado for $15 million a year. It'd be money well spent. For 10 years. At 66 years old, that would be the easiest decision Rick George would well, ever okay, make. Let me ask you, what? Why didn't it work at the next level for him at Miami? When you go back and look at his time as the Miami head coach, the Dolphins head coach, they wanted Drew Brees. They could not land Drew Brees. He ended up going to New Orleans. I'm just wondering if Drew Brees landing in Miami would have changed history, would have made Nick Saban a legit NFL coach. Maybe. Who'd they end up with instead? Dante Culpepper? Yes. A banged up Dante Culpepper? Yes. Uh, maybe. But I, I think the reason Nick Saban excels in college is exactly what we saw last night. Mm -hmm. He can make the decision he made at halftime. And you're not dealing with a quarter one quarterback who makes $9 million a year and one who makes $700,000. You're not dealing with agents. He you're can not make dealing with all decisions. that crap. Yes, he right. can, he, he's not beholden to other factors. He, he, he He's successful because he's a dictator. And I don't mean that in yeah. a bad way. He's a dictator. He built it. You know what? He built his Roman Empire. He, he is Caesar. He and, built his Roman Empire. He can do whatever he pleases. He has 147 assistant coaches. Most of what, right. I don't even know what they do. But you're exactly right. They found a way around the system. They cut corners. They're calling analysts analysts when they're really coaches. They did it. If another team wants to do it, do it as well. It's just you, you can't manage NFL players that way. You can't you can't be a dictator. Other than Bill Belichick, who's the exception. So we can't say, well, Belichick does it. Well, nobody else does. You have to be someone who you manage the egos. The other thing is, and look, he's you're right. He's built the Roman Empire, but he's successful because in college football, it's not a level playing field. It's not. Of course not. It's in all the about NFL, the revenue of each program. In the NFL, everybody's playing by the exact same rules and using the exact same amount of money. Exactly essentially, right. Essentially. So it, 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 it's all tilted toward him, which he's created that, and I give him that credit for that. But once you've got that, man, you can keep it rolling at that point. How about this perspective? And this is a great text. Please place your name at the end of the text so I can give you proper credit. 7254. Well written here. Great observation. You know, we call Saban a genius and what a great move for him to switch quarterbacks at halftime. Well, how about this from 7254? If Tua is indeed the better quarterback, what does that say about Nick, Sab Nick Saban getting it wrong all year long? 
Didn't he see that all year? Why did it take him all year to make that switch? Why do you have to do it at halftime of the national time? Why didn't he do it at halftime of the Auburn game? It's like Rocky Balboa fighting right-handed and then all of a sudden switching back to Yeah, but to you know Southpaw. what? You know what? They were struggling against Auburn, too, in the Iron Bowl. Why didn't he make the switch Maybe then? Maybe he didn't think the kid was ready. Maybe the, all those practices between the final regular season game and the first playoff game, uh, he, he blossomed. The great coaches push the right buttons at the right times. Gary Kubiak pushed the right button at right. the right time to propel the Broncos to yeah. Super Bowl 50. Nick Saban pushed it at the right time last night to win him a game. Quickly on Saban, too, it's a wiring issue. Some guys are wired for college. Some guys are wired for the pros. Do we have any idea yeah. if Coach K would have been a great NBA coach? That's we don't point. have any idea because yeah. he never wanted to make the leap because he knew he was wired and to coach Phil college. Jackson have been a great College coach? Probably we not. We don't know. We Lou don't Holtz, know. Lou Holtz was the same way. Lou Holtz was a great college coach, could not coach the Jets. Steve Spurrier like, was the same way. What about Pete Carroll? He's he's found a way to do it at both levels. You know, you know? else? You so know else? It's a wiring thing. The Boston Celtics head coach, who was at Butler, that dude can coach. Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens. Any level. I always forget his name. It doesn't matter. Always. It's just such a bland. Name. I just the name Brad. He's also like my age. My my apologies to all Brads out there, but just the name. I I just I want to punch your name, Brad. Would you just go by I just Bradley? Don't like it. If you were Brad, would you just go by Bradley? Probably. I just don't like Brad. I just listen, Brad. How many Brads do we have who are friends Brad, in the program? Brad, okay, Bradley Brad, Van Pelt, Power Brad Evans, Power Brad, Brad, Thad, Chad. Oh, Brad. In oh, terms Thad, of Thad's the absolute worst. Okay, so if, Thad's worst. If your no, name, is, Chad's listen, the worst. No, no, no. If your name is Thad, I honestly consider the witness protection program. Just or just leave the country. Thad. Thad. If your name is Thad, whatever just, your middle just, name is, and I, you're and T I, blank. Again, and with all due respect, if you listen to the show, with all due respect. <laughs> so much respect. <laughs> so it's Thad, Chad, Brad? No, Chad's not bad. I know a lot of Chads. <laughs> I know a couple. I, I play ball with a couple Chads. They're pretty good shooters. Brad just, I don't know, something about Brad, I don't know what it is. And it's not just the ad part of it, because I don't have a problem with Tad Boyle. No, Tad's like, you know, it's almost like a nickname. I don't even think that's his real name. His real name is probably Eugene. <laughs> it's Chad Thad Brad. With all due respect to like a guy like Chad Brown. Yeah. Like he's a cool Chad. With all due respect. Time now for a Power 5 question of the day. <laughs> what can we not get enough of today? So hot right now. Let's dive into the Power 5. <laughs> okay. Watching the college game last night, HW uh, Texas says, what do we want to do for a Power 5? And I noticed something that uh, just upsets me. These bands, right? You know, and I was never a member of the band, but I love the fact that college football Crazy. utilizes the bands. It, it's just a different environment. You go to a college game, and there's the drum line, there's the trumpets, and all that. I don't know what instruments they play. Those, those, those things. I love the bands, but why do they have to wear those archaic uniforms? Like they're Revolutionary War soldiers. Like they just got out of a they got out of a Civil War. Uh, stage. I mean, what what are you doing? Can you just wear normal clothes? Do you have to wear those ridiculous unis? And they're all like polyester. And they're all shiny and those big top hats. Yeah. And the gloves and the shiny shoes. What are you doing? You go to prom? What are you doing? Why do you have to wear these ridiculous uniforms as a member of the band? So that's a college tradition that bothers me. We're asking for you. Your college traditions that you find ridiculous. What yeah. are they? Your dumbest college tradition on the Altitude 950 text line 30933. Uh, the dumber the better. Our favorite one will send you to Pepsi Center. It's lit right now. Mammoth and Saskatchewan rush tickets oh, Saturday cool. night. He did that on purpose. No, I, he did that on purpose. Saskatchewan. No, you could give him $5 yes. if you said it right. He can't he, do it. He, well, whatever. Pepsi Center is going to be lit on Saturday for the Mammoth game. We want to send you 30933, our favorite one. 
I don't really so, care who they're playing. So when I was at CU, which is the, let's see, late 90s, I was there, into McCartney, beginning a new Heisel. Freaking bands. It, they started doing the key play. Like every third down, people would take their keys, and I just thought it was stupid. Yeah. I, I just can't stand that one. Yeah, I hate that too. I also hate I how hate every too. team thinks they own the fourth yeah, quarter. Everybody got their fours up. That's a universal. That's thing. That's a dumb you know, one. When you start seeing that in Pop Warner, like when my kids <laughs> yeah. played and these little kids up there with yeah. their four. All right, come on, dude. you're down twenty-seven nothing. Yeah, you, you put the put the hand down. What are the statistics yeah. to back up yeah. you owning the fourth? You're quarter? not going to own the fourth. You don't. But, but about the band. So my kid tells me the band practices in front of his dorm room. There's a field up there, Feral okay. Field or something. Yeah. So every morning, 8 a.m., the band is out there. And they're not wearing their uniforms when they practice. They're wearing normal clothes. And they look fine. They sound Why do you have to dress like a Revolutionary War soldier? It looks sharp. At the game? Everybody's wearing the same thing. Vic. It looks ridiculous. Why? Why do the Broncos better? have to wear the same uniform? Yeah, think about Protection. it. Protection. You need why to do wear the pants. Niners have to wear the same uniform? Think about an NFL uniform. They basically wear yoga pants. I was noticing this during the Saints game because they were wearing all black. Nobody has thigh pads or hip pads or anything. Drew Brees is out there in Lululemon yoga pants. Mm. That's what he's doing. That's not ridiculous. And why don't bands have more accordion players? I mean, is, if you it's, play it's, the accordion, why can't you make room in that band for an accordion? Is there anybody under the age of 30 who plays the accordion? Like, is that something that they're still teaching people? My, my brother took accordion lessons for like a year. <laughs> I lasted two days. <laughs> Two days, my mom uh, made us take accordion lessons. It's actually a great me. instrument. You can do a lot of things with the accordion. All right, so let's get to some more dumb college football traditions, or just college traditions. Like, what, right. what bothers you? Here's one uh, from 9882. And again, please place your name at the end of these texts. The dumbest college tradition for sure has to be the Mississippi State horrible cowbells. I like those cowbells. I think it's Always unique. more cowbell. Nothing wrong with that. I like it. But I we, disagree. We can almost go through school by school and tell you what's dumb. Like Stanford, it's dumb that their mascot is a tree. Agree. Arkansas, it's dumb that they yell "woo pig suey." What does that even mean? Florida, you stupid little gator chomp. That's dumb. By the way, I heard Hastings bust on me because why I hate the SEC because I I love Notre Dame. Obviously, we all have our biases. I felt like calling the show and saying, "Dude, is Arkansas in the SEC? What have they won? What has Arkansas done? Is Arkansas even relevant?" Is Arkansas a state? Do people live in Arkansas? Who's a more what relevant SEC team, Missouri or Arkansas? I think both schools should secede. <laughs> How about, you can where do they wave them. the wheat? Is that KU where they wave the wheat? They went to two SEC East title games in six years. That's kind of silly. Yeah, because when I think SEC, I think of the tradition of Missouri. At Nebraska, they all release their helium-filled balloons when they score their first touchdown. Dumb. TCU, what is this? Are you trying to rip off Texas with your little frog thing? Like, at least Texas does it. TCU does well, this. Well, SMU's is this. It's a little pony. It's even worse. Hey, what do you guys That's think stupid. about the tradition at Ole Miss games where the um, the students get dressed up for games? I sort of like that. They wear their suits, their ties. I went to a Tennessee game. Frats were all dressed up in their suits and ties. You better be good if you're doing that. That's what they do at Missouri. It's an SEC When thing. I was at SMU, they did that. I'm like, we're rolling out here in khakis and a button-up to lose 70-3 to three to Hold Texas on. Tech. You were at SMU when they actually played football? Yeah, it was two years after they came off why the death bother? penalty. Why bother? It was a joke. Why bother? It was a joke. Seriously, why bother? Going to I'm the game. with you. All right, up next, um, let me see what the rundown says here. Is there a realistic scenario where the Broncos win the AFC West in 2018? Yeah, draft Tua. He's available. That's realistic. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. 
Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Here's what you missed on the latest Mark Mosier Show. Now, again, I don't know what the second half holds. You know, listen, you're still dealing without Tyson. Barry, Varley's still out. You know, you're going to have your fair share of injuries. Hopefully, Comfort and Andrew Ghetto will come back. But you've won five in a row now, right? I mean, you're still playing smart hockey. The games are going to get tight. You're going to be playing a lot of big division games coming up. And to me, they've got to do things like this. They've got to go on the road and win at Nashville. They've got to go on the road and win at St. Louis, which has been a house of horrors for this Avalanche team, and they'll get an opportunity here in a couple of weeks to do that. You've got to go on the road and win at teams that are ahead of you in the standings. Mark Mosier, every weekday afternoon, 1 to 3, only on Altitude 950. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. The holiday season may be done, but that doesn't mean the need for that great home-style meal on game day ends. This is Vic Lombardi, and that's what makes the Black Eyed Pea a Colorado and game day favorite. A menu that satisfies every taste and paired with great service. Whether you're dining in or taking it home. Locally owned and operated with nine locations along the front range. With locations in Denver and Castle Rock. Black Eyed Pea. The National Western Stock Show rolls into Denver January 6th through the 21st. So saddle up and ride. 16 days of family fun and rodeo excitement, including the original extreme sport, PBR Bull Riding, Rough and Tough Pro Rodeos, World Class Horse Events, the Super Bowl of Livestock Shows, and acres of Western shopping. Hey, if that don't light your fire, then your wood's wet. So come make some memories with us. Tickets are on sale now at NationalWestern.com in all King Super's locations. You know Brakes Plus are the brake experts. Come experience the plus. From oil changes to computerized alignments, we do it all. New year, same car. Get a free annual checkup. Plus, we offer same-day service. Mention this ad and get an oil change starting at $26.99. Visit BrakesPlus.com to schedule your appointment today. Brakes Plus. Service you can trust at a price you can afford. America comes to Brakes Plus. It's your favorite time of year at Pepsi Center. Nathan McKinnon. Don't miss the chance to cheer on your Colorado Avalanche. Tickets for all games are on sale right now. Reserve your seats today at ColoradoAvalanche.com. Go Avs Go! Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. 
The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Extra travel times needed on northbound I-25 this morning. Slowing on your approach to Lincoln Avenue. Stay slow and go stop and go all the way up through to Spear where there's an accident clearing off the left side of the highway. Traffic is brought to you by Unbound.org. You're looking slow on southbound I-25 as well. I-70 to Spear and between Santa Fe and Hamden. Just like kids here, children across the world have big dreams for their future. Give one child the opportunity for a better tomorrow at Unbound.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. What do you see when you're looking for a quarterback that can play at this level? Well, I mean, I think half is what you see on film, and the other half is figuring out what kind of guy it is. And in college, you're allowed to be a kid. You know, you come to the NFL, and the expectation levels rise. What gets you here is your swagger and your confidence as a quarterback. If you got a chance to play in the NFL, and that's what gets you here, and you can't be afraid of it. You know, to me, I say it all the time. It's 50% the, the, the physical side of it, but, you know, the 50% mental side and the heart and finding out what they got, what they have inside, that's the difficult part. Man, if it's swagger and confidence, look no further than Tua. What's his last name again? Oh, gosh. Uh, Tago Valoa. Whatever. That wasn't your best. Tago Valoa. You had some if good you're ones looking earlier. for swagger and confidence, was, and I'm not typing. saying this kid's ready to play in the NFL now. I'm being hyperbolic. But the swagger and confidence he displayed last night, the poise to pick yourself up after you get sacked for a 12-yard loss in overtime. And on the very next play, don't lose focus at all. Get the play call, find the right receiver, find him on the money, and win the game in in a half of football. You played one half of football all season, significant time all season, and you win the game for your team. Is there anyone with more swagger and confidence than Tua? What's his last name again? Uh, Tago Veolo. Okay, is there anyone with more swagger than that guy? At this moment, no. I mean, Baker Mayfield maybe, but Baker Mayfield wasn't able to beat Georgia. Tua Hamlo. was. You know, the other thing, that freshman quarterback for Georgia was pretty good too. No, no, he had his he had his tough tough breaks at times, but he was pretty good. That eighty yard touchdown pass, that throw was impressive. When he left that go, I'm like, oh, that's going to be ten yards over the guy's yeah. head. Uh, no, he was he was good, but when you blow a twenty to seven lead, uh, that that's a team that got too conservative. They they really did. All right, let me read this here because um, you, you made a couple points, HW, and I want to answer this question before we move forward regarding the AFC West. We all assume that the AFC West would be the best division in football at the start of the season. Well, don't, don't say we all assumed that. We on this show. <laughs> no, I did not because you all thought the Broncos were good and I all said they were going to be 6-10. and 10. We as a collective show... <laughs> Two out of three of us makes the uh, unanimous vote, right? Majority might rule here. We assumed that the AFC West would be the best division in football. It was not. It was a horrible year for the AFC West. So, having said that, with the Chiefs falling apart, they just lost their OC. They're going to lose their starting quarterback. He's le- he's, he's leaving town. They lost that Childers cat, yeah. too. Are they going to do what they expect to do next year? Are the Raiders going to rehab in a year under the leadership of Chucky? The Chargers, still without a real stadium, I don't know. The Chargers look like the best-case scenario in my book. They look like the team to improve the most. Would they go 9-3 and three in their last 12? They look good down the stretch. They didn't have enough, but they look good. So is it beyond reason to think if the Broncos could land a bona fide quarterback, is it beyond reason to think they can't win the AFC West next year? No. 
It's not beyond reason. They they certainly could. I don't think the I don't think anybody in the AFC West is winning twelve or thirteen games. I think it's a division where ten or eleven wins it, and with the right quarterback, and adding maybe a, a skill position player or two that brings some speed to that offense, and keep that defense intact, the Broncos could win ten or eleven games. They certainly could. Uh, on the text line, three zero one two three. Tua actually had 12 TDs. He played a lot. I, I'm sorry, I didn't watch most of the uh, Mercer games against Alabama. Yeah, he was he really shined against Mercer. When, when he played Mercer, I missed those games. I'm just talking about significant playing time. Tago Vailoa. Better? Yeah, good job. Uh, dumbest college tradition for sure, according to our text line, the spirit fingers for free throws. That's from Tyler. <laughs> what are spirit fingers? You know when people are at the free throw line doing uh. Okay. People in the stands. I sort of understand that. I don't have a problem with that one. Uh, most ridiculous college tradition from Matt in Milwaukee. Kids saying the word lit. Yes. Yep. That's a good one. Uh, Jeff says CSU's stupid cannon. Agreed. You don't um, even know what it is. Yeah, I do. It's that stupid cannon that fires every time they score a touchdown. Doesn't get a whole hell of a lot of use, but I don't like that Whoa. thing. 9480, somebody who's in your corner says Cam the Ram running on the field. The stupid thing can barely run. Yeah, that's a good one. How many times they fire that cannon at the Rocky Mountain Showdown? One seven five seven. The fresh the freshman fifteen is a stupid tradition. <laughs> did you guys gain weight as freshmen? Oh no. Oh yeah. I, no. You know what? I did not. I lost weight. My Me son. Too. My son lost twelve pounds. I ate cafeteria I lost food. I was not gaining weight. No. The cafeteria twenty five years ago wasn't. What it is today. When you switch from milk with dinner to beer with dinner, like high school to college, that's when you tend yeah. to get When weight. I left the Mama Lombardi kitchen, I lost weight in a hurry. By the end of my freshman year, I was eating a bowl of Ruffles with hot sauce on nice. it. That nice. That was all I could eat. Nice. I couldn't eat beef with brown sauce one more time. Other dumb college tradition, um, in light of me going off on the uh, band uniforms, uh, 5428 says, never understood the Ohio State University thing. Totally agree with you, my man. I will not refer to another human as king or royalty, and I will not refer to Ohio State as the Ohio State. I'm with Ohio you. State. It kind of drives me mm, crazy. You don't think LeBron's king? You know what I was thinking last night, though? Because I, I was with everybody else probably that is not a Bama fan. I was rooting for Georgia. But as Bama was coming back and as they won it. So you didn't go to that Bama bar with your uh, no. Georgia gear? Okay. As I was watching it, and they came back and won it, it didn't bother me. You know what team doing that would have bothered me? Ohio State. I can't stand Ohio State. Alabama doesn't bother me. I don't. I don't like Urban Meyer. Me either. I think he wiggled his way out of Florida. I think he lied. Yeah. I think. I think he, he, I think he made up that health thing. I think he feigned a heart attack. I, I really. I, I, honestly, I'll go to that my. That sounds pretty hard. I know, but I think he did. Something. Something was weird about it. I'll put it that way. Uh, more dumb college football traditions. Running a billion-dollar-plus industry, paying coaches millions while making the player work for free. That's from Chris and Fort Fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We can't wait till National Letter of Intente when they all gleefully sign up for this terrible deal. Here's the problem with paying players, and, and I agree. I think they need more funds. Is How do you do it? How do you disseminate that? How do you distribute those funds? Does Tua make more than, uh, than Hurts now based on what he did? Do you pay more for certain players? What about the walk-on who didn't play last night? What about one of the 147 assistant coaches prowling those Alabama sidelines? Do they make the same? Guys like Jay Villas have done the math on this. There's plenty of money to pay the players. I know you two are get off my lawn on this, but they should absolutely be paying the players, especially the players that generate them revenue. And both Jalen Hurts and Tua generated Alabama plenty of revenue Did anybody night. force either one of those to sign, kids to sign their letter of intent? 
Was there like uh, you know weaponry well, involved? I'll say this, and that's why I have um, I've pushed for a developmental league in the NFL. If you gave a guy like Tua, last name, if you gave a guy like Tua a chance to go to college or a chance to go to an NFL developmental Tango league, Loa, by the way, okay, which would he choose? Let's say he gets college. I don't. I'm not so sure about that. Oh, dude, he got to be on that stage okay. last night and enjoying that. If scene. you gave Come a on. lot of these kids the opportunity to go to a developmental league and get paid. Knowing full well that they're going to get money for it, mind you. They're going to get paid for this. It's a contact sport, 100% injury rate. You'd be surprised how many would choose developmental league. You know, you live in this yesteryear world of oh, the ideal college experience. They that all seem to be having a pretty good time last night. They seem to be enjoying the moment. Hey, Jesse, you leaving? Hey, hey, being a Here college, you. a Division One college athlete is a pretty sweet gig. Ask Paul Klee. And was he, what was he, a golfer at Gonzaga? It's a, it's a good gig. Did he get a full ride? It's a good gig. Did he get a full I ride? I think so. We had him on one time, and he was talking about it. Uh, one of the traditions that people don't like, Dylan says, after every home game, we will see you next week. Mm, it's a nice little funny play on uh, words. This one, Manchester won't like, 6013. Dumb college traditions. How about coming up with lame slogans like the rise is real and following it up by missing a bowl? Mm. And when's the last time they won 10 games? When's the last time they played in a... Conference title game. Uh, Will in Fort Collins says two dumbest college traditions are schools hiring Bobby Petrino and Manchester claiming 15 alma maters. <laughs> I went to two schools, and I have one alma mater. Go Buffs. Mm. By the way, I hate to uh, – <clears throat> sorry, my voice is bad today. I hate to put this out there, but whenever people refer to, to pro players and they say, oh, his alma mater is Georgia Tech, his alma mater is Stanford. No, 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 no. You have to understand something. It's only your alma mater if you graduated from said school. Correct. If you went to that school for a year, if you were one and done, if you're Jamal Murray, Kentucky is not his alma mater. It's not his alma mater. Right. You have right. to have graduated from said school to be an alma mater. So how would you want him to phrase it? It's where he played his college ball? Yeah, you went to Kentucky for a year. An alma mater is something you earn when you jump on that stage and grab your degree. That's an alma mater. That's fair. That's disrespectful to the other people who actually grabbed that degree, in my opinion. I think I think that's accurate. With all due respect, you got the Vic Lombardi Show. There's big news in the new year as mortgage loan limits are increasing, meaning you may be able to borrow more money when purchasing a new home. It's an increase that will give buyers more choices in homes, so you can plan your new year and the things you want to accomplish. Make sure home ownership is near the top of the list. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. The home of the apps wants to know, are you ready to take a ride? Yes! Yes! Well, hop on up here, big boy. <laughs> We're putting a lucky Altitude 950 listener on board the Zamboni at Pepsi Center. Oh, my God, that sounds amazing. And we'll throw in a pair of tickets for the apps and sharks January 18th. <laughs> 
qualifying riders all week. It's another ultimate abs experience. Keep your radio frozen on Altitude 950. Here's your National Western Stock Show update. Brought to you by Four Rivers Equipment. Free grounds admission today. Your free entry includes livestock shows, kids activities, Colorado's largest western trade show with acres of food and shopping. And tonight in the Coliseum, it's PBR Bull Riding Semifinals. With a PBR ticket purchase, you can go behind the shoots for PBR 101. Tickets and info at NationalWestern.com. This National Western Update brought to you by Four Rivers Equipment. Your local John Deere dealer is Four Rivers Equipment. Proud to be your working partner. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Real de Minas. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Real de Minas will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food. It's Real de Minas with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online menu at Real de Minas Restaurant. When friends and family come to visit, do what I do and take the short drive up the hill to Central City. It's only 30 minutes from the west side of town via I-70 and the Central City Casino Parkway. Central City offers everything your fun-seeking group desires. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, a craft brewery, and live casino action day or night. Central City isn't the big box, corporate-owned casino experience. It's Colorado-owned and operated, rich in history. Bring your friends and family, cruise I-70 to the parkway, and take the four lanes to fun. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. C3Adjusters.com The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Southbound I-25 is running slow from the Boulder Turnpike on down through to Spear and between Santa Fe and Hamden. Traffic brought to you by the Foundation for a Better Life, but northbound I-25 really delayed this morning from Ridgegate Parkway. Speeds are in the single digits, teens and twenties all the way up into downtown around Spear. Winston Churchill's words stirred his country in the face of defeat. Today they inspire us to reach for our own victories. Commitment, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Comes up the left side for Sackick. Sackick at the half boards with a puck. Fikes the shot. Shoot. Go! You heard it right there. Call now. Call now. Phone Al- lines are lit. Altitude 950 wants to send you and a guest to see the Avs take on the Sharks January 18th, and we want you to see the game from a one-of-a-kind perspective atop the Zamboni. You will get a Zamboni ride in the latest Ultimate Avs VIP experience. All this week on all our live and local shows, listen for that call from Mike Haynes of Joe Sackett's goal against the Devils, Game 7 of the 01 Stanley Cup Finals. Be the third caller, and you're in the running to win a pair of tickets to see the Avs and Sharks 
January 18th, plus a ride on the Zamboni during the game. It's the latest Ultimate Abs VIP experience compliments of Altitude 950, 303-753-0950, 20 qualifiers, winner picked Friday afternoon with Josh Dover and Ryan Harris in for Nate Craigman. All right, further proof that I indeed am a dumb man and not afraid to admit it. Um, I think I'm confusing alma mater for alum. If you're an alumnus of a certain school, it means you graduated from that school. It means you matriculated that school, correct? That's an alum. Yeah. I am an alumnus of Notre Dame. Me and my yeah. fellow alumni. Now, I attended CU for a year. So according to my buddy here who sent me the definition, Aaron, who's driving around town listening to the show. Thank you, Aaron. If you need oh, wood floors, Definition guy? Well, he's got the proper definition right here. The definition of alma mater. A school, college, or university which one has attended or from which one has graduated. Or. So you attended or you graduated. So you, your alma mater is twofold. So it SMU is SMU. And CU. Okay. Interesting. I never knew. So thank you but for I'm, the education. I'm only an alumnus of CU. University of Colorado. Yeah. yeah so I was confusing the two. My alma maters are two. CU and Notre Dame. But I think people stretch this. Like I, I guarantee, like Aaron probably went to a game at freaking Alabama. He considers himself the alma mater. He saw a game there. Do you have to have some credit hours? <laughs> is that is that what we're going with now? Am I the only one on this show who didn't go to two schools? Well, what school did you go to again? None of us. That took SEC school. Yes. Basket yeah. weaving or whatever it was you were in. Proud journalism school at the University of Missouri. <laughs> also took uh, golf etiquette. Oh yeah, and casino that's management. Valuable. You know. So that's interesting. Very interesting. You can be an alma mater of multiple schools. You can have multiple alma maters. Yes. Okay. I'll take that to heart. Uh, you know it. what? I like a show where we learn something. Yeah, I learn something every day. And we did today. Yeah. Here's one real quick before we go to spanning the globe from 3614. And I beg you, I beseech you, please place your name at the end of your text. This is a 15-month How many times on your do part? I have to ask you people? 30933 is our text line. Give me your freaking names. You don't even read their name half the time. Well, I'm not going to read this guy's name because he didn't provide. He says, I doubt none of you three stooges knew anything about Tua before last night's game, and now you're experts about his game. Give me a break. Dude, we're talking sports. What do you want us to do? We're talking about a guy's performance. I told you how poised he was after getting sacked. What do you want me to say? I know nothing about Tua. Sorry, he sucks. I, I love that guy. I love that guy. What do you want us to say? How do you want me to assess his performance? Exactly. Time for spanning the globe. There's a lot going on in the sports world. Let's span the globe. What you got, H Dub? All right, Vic, you've been on a uh, Twitter bender about this for about 36 hours. You are very upset with ESPN's continued coverage Again, of LeVar Ball. You have to understand, I'm not upset with LeVar Ball. He is what he is. He's an idiot. I'm upset with the flagship, the universally renowned ESPN catering to his idiocy. That's what I'm upset what with. What would you have preferred they cover? There's a lot of stuff to cover. Maybe if ESPN had utilized the same resources to send that crew to Lithuania on this college basketball scandal we had Tad Boyle on yesterday, send that same crew to select colleges and find out which of these teams is really cheating when it comes to recruiting. I'd rather watch that. I think the public is interested in one, not the other. The public's stupid, then. You well, may have no, no doubt on yeah, that the front, on that one. 
Yeah, you're stupid. If you're the public and you're more interested in the ball thing, you're stupid. You may have someone in your corner. Let's hear from Warriors head coach Steve Kerr. I don't know who cares, but people care. They must care or ESPN wouldn't be spending, you know, whatever they're spending to send reporters to Lithuania when they're laying off people who are writing really substantial, you know, people like Ethan Strauss and Mark Stein are getting laid off. And again, this is not, I'm, this is not a condemn, condemnation of ESPN. It's not. It's a societal issue. And, uh, it's been going on for many, many years and it's really, I think, invading the sports world now. See, I, he said everything I tweeted, basically. He echoed everything I said. Steve Kerr's a rational, logical man. I love Steve Kerr, by the way. He's a rational dude. He gets it. He sees it. What else you got? Wrapped up in all this is now Luke Walton on the hot seat in a, in a way because of LeVar Ball. Um, let's listen to Kyle Kuzma defend his head coach. You know, it's just a lot of uh, white noise in, in a sense. Luke is my guy. You know, I love playing for him. I'm sure most of us love playing for him, too. We just got to, you know, stay, you know, locked in as a family and listen to, you know, the people that really matter in our lives, basketball lives. Who's that now? That is Kyle Kuzma defending Luke Walton. Basically, the revolt against LeVar Ball has begun inside the Lakers. Have you ever heard of Kyle Kuzma's parents, any of their names by chance? Do you know who they are? Do you know them by name? Have you? Do you know who Kyle Kuzma's parents are? Nope. Let it be that way. The Lakers that are hard. dead last in the Western Conference. They're 1-9 in their last 10. Third worst record in the NBA. It's not surprising that their head coach is coming under fire. Do, do we know who Brandon Ingram's parents are by chance? Julius Randle? Anybody ever heard of his parents? Any of them? Any any other player in the Lake organization whose parents are known at all? Do you know who Peyton Manning's parents are? Yeah. Rightfully so. Does Why? Archie, does Archie Manning... Uh, did Archie, orchestrate his son out of San Diego and did, say, we're not playing here? Did Archie Manning take Cooper and Eli to Lithuania and then have a crew sent over and say that Listen, Gary Kubiak should be... Oh, come on. Archie Manning. Archie Manning. Archie to this I'm guy. You just are asking, do you know their names? There's a guy you know his name. There's a guy who meddled. There's because a he's guy. a Hall of Fame football player. Archie Manning is a Hall he, of Famer. I'm not sure that's true. Do you know who John Elway's dad was when he orchestrated his kid out of Baltimore? John Elway's dad is know a that? successful high school and college football coach. I'm just trying to determine what the parameters are here of when we're allowed to know the parents. Have you ever heard of Tiger Woods' dad? Yes. Yes, I've, I heard about Tiger Woods, and he had a lot of controversy in raising Tiger Woods. There's a lot of controversy that came with that. Because he wasn't an accomplished Earl. golfer. So you're trying. I, I don't understand what this debate is. Are I'm you, just saying that the, this is, he's not the only parent we know. He's not. And it doesn't always turn into a disaster. Is he the most in-your-face parent we know, though? Probably. All right. We'll move on from LeVar and the Lakers. We'll go over to the NFL. Let's hear from Cam Newton once again post-game. This concussion protocol saga will not die. But it wasn't my head. It was my eye. My uh, helmet had came down uh, low enough over my eyelid, and it got pressed by the player's stomach, I believe. So I thought... Maybe somebody that stuck their finger in my eye, but got a visor, so that can help. The NFL and NFLPA are conducting a joint review into how the Panthers handled the concussion protocol as it related to the hit Sunday. According to the policy, if the protocol was not properly followed, the team is subject to discipline. Guys, have we reached a breaking point with this concussion protocol stuff? By the way, Archie Manning is a college football Hall of Famer. Okay. Just I mean, I'm just doing pro football Hall of Famer. Um, and I want to say this about what you just who are you talking about? Cam. Have we reached a breaking point with this concussion stuff is what I want to know. You know how much I love Cam and his ability, his freakish athleticism. 
when he rode off the field there after that play and then collapsed right before he got to the sideline? Being a bit dramatic. That was fake. No, no doubt. Let's I, let's not be silly here. Let's, just, he was faking it. It bothers me. He when was did dramatizing. We, when did we all become amateur neurologists? I know. We're all sitting there watching games. Oh, he definitely concussed. He should be in the protocol. If he got poked in the eye and the trainer looked at him and said, he's fine, he got poked in the eye, what's the problem? Why does everything have to be a Watergate-level investigation and we're in front of Congress about it? The only time I notice the concussion is when you see the frozen hands. Right, right. The frozen hand syndrome. Tyrod Taylor that? had a bit of that. Yeah, when you get the frozen hand syndrome, you know there's something going on with the nervous system. The dude's concussed. But my boy Cam, getting poked in the eye, as he said he did, and then running off the field and collapsing a la Ginobili right before the sideline, a bit much. Couple no, more, no. couple more to sneak in here. NCAA basketball referee Ted Valentine has told the Athletic he is considering retirement. Amid the reaction to him turning his back on North Carolina's Joel Berry the second during a game Wednesday night. Don't know if you guys have seen the clip. Uh, Berry gets held. Ball goes over his head, goes out of bounds. Berry, a longtime North Carolina player, wants to have a civil conversation with Valentine. Valentine turns his back, disrespects him, won't even look at him. And now Valentine may be out of a gig. Do you have any sympathy for this guy? Not at all. Valentine should be fired for that. I agree. Should, I never, agree. should never ref again. You're not bigger than the game, dude. These refs who think they're bigger or as big as the coaches and players, they're wrong. You're not. You're not. You're not as important as the coaches and players. You will never be on that level. Stop pretending you are. These guys need to realize they've had a great day at the office when nobody notices them. When nobody knows your name right, and nobody remembers what you did, that was a perfect game called. It's amazing to me how thin-skinned they are. And baseball umpires are the worst. But, like, you're signing up for a job where you know you're ticking off half the people. You know, it's just like this show. We're going to tick off half the people that listen. And I've told you guys this all the time. Part of the you got to be thick-skinned to do this crap because people hate on us all the time. Oh, 945 if, every Friday. Exactly believe right. me, I'm aware of that. If you're a referee at any level, you better understand that you're going to leave a game with somebody hating you. And if you don't understand that, you're not right for the job. Get out. We'll finish with this. One of the more dramatic finishes in college football history last night in Atlanta. Think about Lola trying to make up for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! The Crimson Tide will not be denied. True freshman to true freshman. Tonga Bailoa to Devontae Smith. Alabama breaks Georgia Hearts. It's easy to say the day after a game it was one of the best ever. Uh, where does that rank? You just tweeted something about 10 minutes ago. Georgia in 1982, remember when they played Penn State for the national title? Todd Blackledge had the game-winning pass that looked very much like that pass. Penn State to beat Georgia in that game. It was a pretty wild retweet. Wow. I showed Manchester during a break. He got a kick out of it, too. I mean, that goes down as among the all-time greats, right? It's, it's SC in Texas. That's Clemson, Alabama a year ago. All the great games that ended with a final play. That's what it is. Yeah, when you when the game ends on the final play. Can't ask for more. It's it's pretty hard to top. Now, it was not the best game I've ever seen. Uh, I actually thought the Rose Bowl the week before was better. But it was a damn good football game. It was very entertaining. It was something yesterday during my hot take I said, I'm having a hard time getting into this. And while watching the first half of that yesterday, I'm thinking, man, now I get it. And it turned out to be great. It entertained me. It did what I want sports to do. What would have been better, though, is if, uh, and I hate to say this, 
if Bama had lined up for a 30-yard game-tying field goal in overtime. I would have loved and, the and, drama. <laughs> or oh boy. And I don't like misses the ball. I don't like to see him hook it left. Oh, my God. That would have been awesome. Oh, then would you agree with me on him not no. going back to school? No, it's a football game. It's one, a football game. This one's from uh, James, who shares your name Must be uh, on the text guy. line. Chester talks about his CU buffs like Chester. Raider fans talk about their team in the 70s and 80s. We used to be good and our history's better than yours. What have you done for us lately, CU? Nothing, punk-ass Chester. All fine. <laughs> All fine. But it's like a Raider fan talking to a Lions fan. Oh, that's what God. that's what CU fan so talking to CSU fan is. It's so good. I'm not talking trash to Bama fans. It's so good. It's good. Trash talking is good. It's what we do as humans. Let me tell you something. How many times they fire that kid about during trash the talking? I was playing basketball the other day, and some guy says to me, "Why are you trash talking, man? What, what, what do you do for a living? You shouldn't." Tra- what does it matter what I do for a living? What does it matter if I drive a truck or if I do this? Trash talking is universal. I trash talk every time I play ball. I Everyone just, should. If you don't trash talk, I worry for you. You're not competitive enough. You got the Vic Lombardi show. Here's what's happening at Altitude 950. Hockey Sports Charities invites you to the Nuggets Social. Wednesday, January 24th at Punch Bowl Social. Hang out with your favorite Denver Nuggets players, coaches, alumni, dancers, and super mascot Rocky while raising funds for Cronky Sports Charities. Get your tickets now at NBA.com forward slash Nuggets forward slash tickets. The skills you can develop as a soldier in the Army National Guard can give you an edge in the high-tech job market of tomorrow. The Guard offers career training to take advantage of your skills in science, technology, engineering, and math that can help give you a leg up to a high-paying and rewarding STEM profession. Gain practical experience with emerging technology and equipment not found in the civilian world. The Army National Guard can get you started in an array of STEM-related career fields such as information technology, communication systems, special forces engineers, technical engineering, air traffic control, and chemical, biological, radiological, and nuclear science. Get a head start on your career in an exciting new field while earning money to pay for college, all while serving in your own community. Log on to NationalGuard.com or talk to a recruiter in your area to learn about all of the STEM career opportunities available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Safeway is currently hiring drivers to work in our transportation department located on 570 in Colorado. You will ensure the deliveries are made on time with precision routes and timely scheduling. You will be able to go home at the end of every shift. And the starting rate for the driver's position is $22.49 an hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. You must have documented work experience in the transportation truck industry to be considered for this position. You must have a Class A CDL, at least three years or equivalent to 300,000 miles of all-season or mountain driving experience with tractor-trailer equipment. Refrigeration experience preferred. Must be 21 years old to apply. This is a great opportunity to work with a stable company you can retire with. Safeway treats their employees outstanding, offering an excellent compensation and benefit package, starting out at $22.49 per hour with a potential bonus of up to $5,000. To apply for the driver's position, log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. 
We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit echohearingcenter.com. At KeyBank, we believe financial wellness is all about taking small steps. Financial wellness means spending your money wisely and being aware of your spending. KeyBank's financial wellness tool not only makes it so that I can track my spending, but I can see what I'm spending my money on. I feel more conscious of what I'm spending, and I feel like I have the reins more than I did before. If you want to take your first steps to financial wellness, use the red key. KeyBank. Member FDIC. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Stop and go traffic on northbound I-25 between Ridgegate Parkway and 8th Avenue. And further north, there's a crash reported northbound I-25 north of Highway 52. Traffic is brought to you by Compassion International. Still seeing delays with slow traffic southbound I-25, 38th to 23rd. And between Broadway and Hamden, once you get past Hamden, speeds pick back up. Becoming a child sponsor with Compassion International can change the world one child at a time. Find out how at Compassion.com forward slash radio. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. I got this on the uh, Twitter feed, Snooker. What's your name, Snocker? Real Snocker. That's his name on Twitter. Hey, Vic, respect on the trash talk portion of the segment. If you only knew more about hockey... I wish I did, bro. I wish I did. I mean, I watched the game, but I've never played the game. And I think if you really want to know a game, if you want to be an authority of a game, you have to have played it at some level. Some level. I really believe that. I mean, when I watch hockey, I respect those guys more than you know. They're the nicest dudes, first of all. They're the hardest workers. They're the, I, they are the salt of the earth when it comes to professional athletes. But for me to sit here on a radio show and pretend that I know what the hell's going on, I'm not going to lie to you like most people do. I'm not. I've played basketball. I play. I've played football. I play baseball. I've played. I know how hard it is to do certain things. I've never played hockey. Wait a minute. So you don't buy it when I say, uh, you know, they need to be better at the blue line? <laughs> You're not buying that? Just take the Joe, take, take the Joe approach to that. The Irvin Joe approach. Okay. Yeah. Just, just understand what you know and what you don't know. That's all. It, 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 totally it doesn't mean you can't root or you can't criticize or you can't have an opinion. That doesn't mean you could still have your opinion, but I, I wish I knew more. I wish I had played because that, I tell you what, that sport looks fun. Well, it's a good thing you've got hockey will on the show now because right. you know, they need to get more traffic in front of the net. I played some roller hockey in my day. You know, like watching my kid play lacrosse and hockey. I'll put both those sports in the same category with sticks. I would have never lasted a game. I'd have been kicked out every game. There's no, there's no way I would have endured an entire game without being kicked out. No I think, way. I think Bednar needs to shorten up the shifts. Save that for tomorrow <laughs> when Jared joins us, okay? Would you? Right now it is time for our morning sugar fix with Marty O. It's time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar hit high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Woo-hoo-hoo! Sugar slam! Shake that. Just call him Jerry? Jerry Bednar? We go by first name basis now. What does he call you? Vittorio. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Bedsy. I call him Bedsy. That's right. Me Bedsy. and Bedsy tomorrow. Jerry Bedsy. 730. 
Okay, the artist formerly known as Ocho Cinco turns 40 today. I didn't know that he changed his name back to Chad Johnson in uh, 2012. You know his daughter is like a stud track and field athlete? Like stud, like Olympic qualifier stud. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like uh, should be I, in the Olympics. See, I liked Ocho Cinco. I thought he was a fun personality. I totally agree with you. I thought totally he agree. added to the game. He, he didn't drive me crazy at all. When he um, had signs on yeah. the sideline. When he proposed fun. to the to the cheerleader and stuff, I thought he was fun. I really did. And did anybody have a better juke move out of his route than Ocho Cinco? No, and he was in his prime. He was good. Holy That's the other moly. thing. Like he could run routes and yeah. he could catch the football. He wasn't a burner. That's what made no. him so effective. He wasn't like speed demon. He just had the ability to juke you out of your shorts. Tough guy would go across the middle. I yep. like I like Chad Johnson. But if I'm you're an Ocho Cinco guy, then you got to be a TO guy because nope, it was nope, similar nope, antics. No, 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 no. It was nope, very nope, similar antics. No. Not the same. Not the same player. They're, you're right from the standpoint of they're in the same vein, right? Like the popcorn thing and the, the, and the sharpie. The sharpie. And, but for whatever reason, Ocho Cinco seemed more fun and T.O. seemed more contrived. To me, I don't know he, why. He, here's a Ocho Cinco, his antics seemed like they were antics. He was putting on a show. Yeah. T.O. seemed like that was really him. He was that that arrogant. Well, and I, and we don't have the off the field Ocho Cinco doing a press conference while doing sit ups in his driveway. Yeah, that's like, we don't have that moment. All right, a very happy birthday to the one and only Dave Matthews. He turns fifty one today. I don't like Dave Ooh, Matthews. We're not we're not going to go down that one. It doesn't shock me that neither you or Dave Matthews got well, every what, what, Dave Matthews yeah. song sounds the same. Here's oh, my, here we go. Here, here's my yeah, here's my here's my review. I'm sad and it's bad. My yeah. amateur yeah. Yeah. exactly sounds like, like you're the same song. Like you want to cut yourself. Yes, exactly. Yes. Wow. You just want to start cutting yourself. Here's my review of David Matthews right here. That is the worst call in the history of the league. That is much it. All right, so well, here's my other review well. of Dave Matthews. That's how we should all feel. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. I haven't heard that one. Okay, 1972, the Lakers ended their 33-game winning streak. Trivia question, who was the leading scorer of that team for that season? What, right. year, what year was this? It was the 71-72 season. Oh, oh boy. God. So you got Elgin, you got Jerry West, you got, uh, was Wilt there at that point? I don't know if Wilt was there. That was pre-Luel Cinder, obviously. I'm going Elgin Baylor. It was Gail Goodrich. Oh, wow. Gail Goodrich. UCLA, yeah, right? Yes, he was. I think yeah. he was a UCLA guy. God, you know, the Lakers, that just goes to show you how many years the Lakers have been stacked. I know. No right? kidding. We're sitting there naming three Hall of Famers. No, nope, it was the other one. Stacked. <laughs> Can you name a single Nuggets team that had three Hall of Famers on it at the same time? Issel, English. Kiki's not a Hall of Famer. No. No, I know. I There's can't. not a single one. No, nope. not a single one. Jokic, Harris, I Murray. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Touche, HW. 1977 Raiders beat Vikings in Super Bowl 11. Trivia question: Who performed the halftime show? Super Sup- Bowl 11. 11. Up with people. 77. All right, 77. One of those old 11. bands. That, you Who know what? The Rose Bowl. I heard this from uh, Mosier. Mosier show at one to two. What time's the show today? One to three. One to three. <laughs> I just found out he does a show on our air. Um, Mosier was trying to push Van Halen on me because yeah. he didn't like Kendrick Lamar. I loved Kendrick Lamar, even though he was completely uh, lip-syncing his routine last night. Oh, my God. That was awful, That was the worst the lip-sync routine I'd Terrible. seen in a long time. He wanted Van Halen, to which I just snickered and laughed. These old dudes in their tight jeans 
Van Halen's 1984 album came out today. That's the album with the little kid with the cigarette. I'm surprised Moses doesn't want like dead people performing. Just prop him up there. Just put a dead person up there. Van Halen play their song. Dave Matthews would be a good halftime. 1977. Was it Donnie and Marie Osmond? No, it was the L.A. All City Band performed "It's a Small World" featuring Mickey Mouse and the Mouseketeers. I would be just fine with that. Are you like one of those family-friendly halftime show guys? No, I want halftime to be 13 minutes like it is all season long. I don't need a 48-minute halftime show. If I want to go to a concert, I'll go to a damn concert. I'm the, at a football hey, game. Do you remember the old Orange Bowl, how old, how long those halftimes? Oh, it was terrible. I don't want, I just, it drives me crazy. Like, I hate it. The old Orange Bowl, mm-hmm. before this college football national championship came into play, was literally the longest halftime in the history of sport. It would go, it would go 45 minutes. It drove me nuts. I can't I, stand it. 1984, this commercial makes its debut. It certainly is a big bun. It's a very big bun. Where's the beef? Where's the beef? At Wendy's, we serve a hamburger we modestly call the single. And Wendy's single has more beef than the Whopper or Big Mac. Hey, where's the beef? Yeah, that wouldn't work well for vegan James these days, would it? Yeah. Nope. Oh, sorry, James. I didn't. I, that was very inconsiderate. That's okay. Sorry. That's okay. I'm not a high maintenance vegan. It's all right. Don't worry about it. As long as I get out of your way at the salad bar, you're good. That's right. As long as you're going the right direction, I'm fine. So Mama bought a package of cookies from Whole Foods that are uh-huh. vegan, and I tweeted those pictures. You did? And, and it was just a box of, of chocolate chip cookies. I'd be down in those. Any guess, Will, Will a, a box of chocolate chip cookies, there are 12 in there. Any guess at how much these vegan cookies cost? Mm. Give, me, give me a number. I'll go a buck fifty a cookie. How many cookies? 18 bucks. About 12. No, it wasn't $18. It was uh, five ninety nine. Try eleven fifty for that box wow. of vegan cookies. A buck of cookie? Yes, eleven fifty. Dude, it ain't cheap being healthy. Dude, and I tasted them, and the initial taste was cement. Right? It tasted <laughs> like cement initially, but the more I chewed, in the, in the actual chocolate came in a plate, it was fine. It's better and but better. But you have to overcharge me just because you put the word vegan on there? That's ridiculous. They don't have to. Do you, uh, Marty? Do you have the name of the what's what? Where's the beef lady? Oh yeah, um, it's like Ella or. or Merla, or it's one of those Myrtle. Old people things. <laughs> yeah. Myrtle. Cla- Clara, Clara Peller. Clara, Clara Peller. Peller. Yes, that's yeah. it. Clara Peller. Where's the beef? That was a, that's an iconic commercial. Great. All right, 2005. Randy Moss performs this despicable act in Green Bay. And Randy Moss, without even really being able to run, as he shoots the moon to the fans here in Green Bay. That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. Joe Buck did not like that. It wasn't that big a deal. Well, and there was some sort of backstory to it that once Joe Buck knew that, he backed down from his stance. Because he talks about it in his book. That he was like, yeah, I overreacted to that one. Which, by the way, one of the better biographies or autobiographies you can read. Great, Great book. book. You let me read it. You brought it in. Yeah. One you day. guys gave that one to me, too. I yeah. know you think I don't read. I read that book. Did, did you, you read the Phil Knight one? Shoe Which Dog. That? I, I'll do about a book a year. Shoe oh, Dog's outstanding. Gosh. I need a new one, Dick. You haven't read my uncle's book, have you? No, uh, you it's, it's a, it's a yeah. long book. Yes, it's a long I'm book. Boring through Have it. you read it or not? No. <laughs> Sitting on my desk. Go on, Marty. Uh, 2007, Steve Jobs announced the first generation iPhone. Does everybody here have an iPhone? Yes. Yeah, you know, and I was having this conversation with my son last night. He said, Vic, you can call me Vic. He goes, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't find that funny. <laughs> he says, Dad, uh, if you're in the business world, you really should own a Samsung one of these Galaxy phones, it's oh, much better. And I said, why? He goes, because the iPhones are for us young millennials who want to do social media and all that. I said, that's what I do, essentially. But if you want to be a businessman, he says, the other phone is much better equipped. I don't know. That's what he said. Mm, I don't I don't buy that. Is it the most 
transformative invention of our lifetime? More than the wheel? The wheel was out before you and I were born. You know, I, you know I've been anti-wheel. old, but come on. I know you're anti-wheel. You're anti-fire. Yeah. The, the most transformative yeah. invention of our lifetime. I, I can't live without the it. The airplane so. is, was already out there. Mm -hmm. The wheel, much mm -hmm. to your chagrin, was already out there. I mean, seriously, it has changed the way we do everything. It has changed, like, how we consume media, how we consume news. You know, I, I don't know. LASIK surgery changed my life. Pretty darn good. LASIK That's a good one. Yeah, LASIK surgery, I got it. I was one of the first to get it. I got best it in 1997. In, best investment I've ever made. LASIK surgery changed my life. It made me taller. Think about the number of things this has eliminated. Yeah. You don't have to carry a, a, a camera. A wallet. A wallet. A laptop. A pen and paper? A compass? I always carried my compass. Don't need it now. A calculator? A nope. Ra a radio? Nope. It's right here. A phone book? Coming up next, speaking of phone books, we go straight to the Rapids phone book. We visit with Padraig Smith. Porig Smith is how we pronounce his name right here on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Coming up tomorrow night, the Nuggets host the Hawks at Pepsi Center. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock with a pregame show getting away at 6.35. Jason Kosminski, the radio voice of the Nuggets, will be on the call. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche, and the most in-depth and honest Broncos analysis. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. You take it on the run, baby. My great honor to welcome Anthony Hudson to your new home, your new club, the Colorado Rapids. Ladies and gentlemen, Anthony Hudson. It's been a while since we've talked Colorado Rapids soccer on this show. We welcome on the hotline right now Sporting Director Porig Smith. Uh, last time I spoke to you, Porig, you were introducing your newest head coach. Uh, welcome back. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. It's a really exciting period. We're looking forward to the start of preseason. It's coming out as quick. So yesterday you had a pretty cool day downtown Denver introducing, unveiling a pair of your newest players to fans. Who are they? What can you tell us? Yeah, it was a great day yesterday. I think since taking over the leadership role of the club, one of the things we've really prioritized is our relationship with the fan base. And I think at the end of the day, no sports organization has a divine right to be supported. And we believe that as a club, when it comes to the fans, you get what you put in. So I think kudos to our, our marketing and our communications department. They came up with this great idea. It was a, a wonderful opportunity for us to go out and try something new, to engage with the fans in a fun way and hopefully let them know how special they are to us as an organization. So I think introducing the two new players, you know, with the fans all around them was, was really good. And obviously in a, in a, in a really neat part of Denver as well. So, on the actual footballing side, I think we've brought in two really, really talented players here. Jack Price joins from, from Wolves. I think very gifted technically and tactically. Someone who knows how to control the, the rhythm and the tempo of the game, his, his vision, passing repertoire, and really his entire skill level uh, will be a real difference maker for us. Um, I don't think there's too much of an introduction needed with Edgar. Yeah. He's been playing at a very high level for quite some time down in, in Liga MX in Mexico. Uh, one of only two players, of course, who have played for the senior national team for both Mexico and the U.S., so that's quite interesting. But again, I think along with, with Marlon Hairston, I think we've got a pair of the, the best wing-backs in the game and in MLS, and we're looking forward to seeing both of those up and down the, the flanks next year, providing both on the defensive and, more importantly, on the offensive side. Pretty cool to hear also that Hairston's been called up to the national team. 
How many games will he get as part of the U.S. team now? Well, we'll have to see, to be honest with you. I yeah. think this is just the start of a very bright future for Marlon with the U.S. team. And I think it's most important to say that it couldn't have happened to someone nicer or more humble. Um, we all know that Marlon's a great soccer player, but he's also a very good person. And but that we're thrilled for both him and his family that he's been given this, this great opportunity. I think when you look at it on the field, and we've seen it here over the last number of years, his ability on both the attacking side and the defensive side uh, has really, really improved year on year. And he's provided goals, he's provided assists great energy um, on the club level for us we think the sky's the limit for him and as I said I think this is the start of what will hopefully be a long and fruitful uh, spell with the US men's national team Talking to Porig Smith, sporting director of the Colorado Rapids, you've had a very uh, crazy offseason, a lot of changes this offseason, it's it's impressive to understand how quickly the season comes on you, we're, we're just a couple weeks away from preseason camps now uh, what, what do you have in store, what do you want to get done before the players start arriving? Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot happened already, but there's certainly more to come. I think one of the things both Anthony and I are very happy about this offseason is that we've been able to upgrade our roster at numerous positions. But there are, of course, still a few positions and a few players we absolutely need to bring in. Uh, the main focus right now is, is definitely on the attacking side. Uh, we need to bring in at least one and possibly two new strikers, and, and we, we plan on seeing that over the, the coming weeks. Um, I think with Anthony's style of play, we know, we know that we're going to continue to do the things that this club has always been known for. Good organization, discipline, defensive solidity. But really, as we've said all along, we have to be able to evolve in our ability to get forward effectively. We want that boldness and that sense of urgency that we, we maybe haven't seen in previous years. So I think fans can certainly expect to see us upgrade on the attacking side. We'll also be bringing in a, a one or two centre-backs as well, because obviously this change in formation means that you know, we need to have the right personnel for, for coach to be able to execute on, on the vision that the club has. Uh, I think the other key thing for us is fitness. Um, as you mentioned, the season's coming up on us very quickly. It's an abbreviated preseason, which, you know, ultimately we're thankful for because it means we're participating in the CONCACAF Champions League. And, you know, that game against Toronto on February 20th is going to be a really exciting game to kick off the season for us. But uh, Anthony's made it very clear what he expects from the players. Every player's been sent a letter telling them, exactly what sort of shape they need to come back in, body fat, weight, fitness levels. So that's going to be exciting. I know the players are talking about that behind the scenes, and I think that's something new for our club. And it goes with everything else we're trying to do here. It's all about elevating the standards and ensure that we're, we're absolutely aiming for excellence in everything that we do. You know, soccer is one of those sports where clearly you have to be fit or you can't play the game, but this is a sport where you can take advantage of the altitude. So that doesn't surprise me that Coach Hudson is really stressing that. Is that something that the players – listen, if other if other teams come in here and run with us, we're doing something wrong. We have altitude to our advantage. We've got to utilize it. Absolutely. You're 100% correct there. And I think that was one of the reasons why – we made uh, a new head of sports science and performance one of our key off-season uh, targets, and I'm, I'm thrilled we're going to announce that position very, very soon. We've got a great guy to come in and, and do that, and he's been a big part of what, we, what we've been working on over the last couple of weeks. But you're, you're absolutely correct. If we can be you know, the fittest team, if we know how to play at altitude, and if we play with that sense of urgency and quickness that we want to, then we're going to put teams on the back foot. and. What I would expect to see next year is a lot of games where we're on top in those closing 15, 20 minutes. We're able to dominate, put on the pressure, and like we did back in 16, turn uh, Dick Sporting Goods Park into a fortress for us. You mentioned going to a new set on the field. You're going to a 3-5-2. What does that mean in relation to strategy? What is, does that lead to a more attacking type of uh, 
game. What does a three-five-two do for the layman who's watching the Rapids play soccer? Yeah, certainly you're going to see a more attacking possession-based team in, in Colorado, probably than we've ever seen before here, to be honest, Vic. I think what it will allow us to do is really utilize uh, the, the skills of Marlon Hairston, the skills of Edgar Castillo on those flanks. To, to be honest with you, two wingers that will now be, be playing on both sides of the game, both defensively and offensively. It also allows us to get more numbers into the attack. We'll have three players in midfield. We'll have two strikers up front. So we'll have a lot more attacking focus, a lot, uh, a lot more players with high levels of soccer IQ who play with that urgency and boldness that we want. But we'll also have the defensive solidity that we've been known for as a club. And I think that's why it's important that we have three very, very strong, solid centre-backs. Um, and in fact, we need to be deeper than that. We want to have good competition at all spots so that nobody can take a day off, whether it's training or in games. We always have to play to our maximum intensity. Playoffs, obviously a goal. You were there just uh, the season before last. How long will it take to get back there again in your eyes, Borg? Listen, we've said this all along. This year, we want to be back in the playoffs. We want to be a perennial playoff team. It's something we've articulated and we're not going to be shy about. But I think ultimately we'd be, we'd be doing our fans an injustice if we didn't say that, you know, we wanted to bring another MLS Cup back to Colorado. And, you know, as you know, about six months ago when Wayne and myself first stepped into these positions of leadership, the very first thing we wanted to do was to make it clear to our supporters that we know what we want to be as an organization, we know where we want to go, and we have a very clear plan to get there. And ultimately that revolves around bringing Cup back here to Colorado. I'm going to ask you a stupid question from a stupid man. But from a competitor standpoint, okay, when you played the game, we talked a little bit about talking trash on the show this morning, talking noise, talking to your opponents. Were you that kind of player, and do you like that kind of player? Do you like the player that sort of gets into his opponents uh, vocally and physically? I do. I think you have to go out there and try and win every single aspect of your own individual battle. So I think it's important that, that our guys focus on what we do best. And I think the plan that Coach Hudson is putting in place, the players that we're bringing in to kind of execute against that plan, they're all, they're all winners. We want to bring in players here who have one goal in mind, and that's the same goal that we share as a club. It's to win. It's to be a perennial playoff team, season in, season out, and to bring a cup back here. And I want players that have got a little bit of an edge about them, that play with intensity, that play with urgency, and that do whatever it takes to get us over the line and, and put us where we want to be. And that's lifting another cup here at Colorado. And that's always a tough call for anybody putting a team together, finding that player who's not necessarily a crazy human, but can play with that edge on the field. Hey, Borg, thank you very much for a few minutes this morning. Look forward to talking to you as we begin another season of Rapid Soccer. Super. Thanks, Vic. Take care. Have a good one. Take care. That is Porg Smith, sporting director for your Colorado Rapids. When we come back, he is here. He is ready. He is Jeff Legwald, our Broncos insider on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Kreckman and Harris. Coming up on the Tuesday edition of Kreckman and Harris, we'll break down the Nuggets and Warriors. Could they shock the Warriors again on their home hardwood? Plus, I'm live from Las Vegas at the Consumer Electronics Show, enjoying myself but joining you to talk about the NFL wildcard weekend and which big plays were the biggest. We'll also hear from our Nuggets insider, Adam Marez, and the one, the only, Paul Klee, the Cleases. Kreckman and Harris, every weekday afternoon, 3 to 6, only on Altitude 950.
Here's your National Western Stock Show update, brought to you by Four Rivers Equipment. Free grounds admission today. Your free entry includes livestock shows, kids' activities, Colorado's largest Western trade show with acres of food and shopping. And tonight in the Coliseum, it's PBR Bull Riding Semifinals. With a PBR ticket purchase, you can go behind the chutes for PBR 101. Tickets and info at NationalWestern.com. This National Western update, brought to you by Four Rivers Equipment. Your local John Deere dealer is Four Rivers Equipment. Proud to be your working partner. Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive. And best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. Over $135 million. That's how much money the C3 Group recovered for its clients just in 2017. The C3 Group is a group of licensed public insurance adjusters, engineers, appraisers, meteorologists, and other experts here to help you with your insurance claims. Consider them a go-between between you and your insurance. Let the C3 Group help you today. Visit the website at c3adjusters.com. c3adjusters.com. The holiday season may be done, but that doesn't mean the need for that great home-style meal on game day ends. This is Vic Lombardi, and that's what makes the Black Eyed Pea a Colorado and game day favorite. A menu that satisfies every taste and paired with great service. Whether you're dining in or taking it home. Locally owned and operated with nine locations along the front range. With locations in Denver and Castle Rock. Black Eyed Pea. Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Do you want to be a Washington Redskins? I mean, that is the, that has been the question, right? And that's what we talked about last summer in July. And the short answer is yes. I just feel that it's been a very positive six years. Uh, obviously, we, we, we don't have Super Bowl rings to show for. We don't have playoff wins. But truly a dream come true and a privilege to be here. That's Kirk Cousins. See where he'll be next year this time. We welcome to the show every Tuesday in the final hour our Broncos insider Jeff Legwald, who's coming off a season of roller coaster moves at Dove Valley. Clearly, I haven't spoken to you since last week. <laughs> yeah, and you feel better about that. Well, don't you? I, I assume that there would even be more moves. How many? How many coaching positions do they still have yet to fill on that staff? Well, they fired seven guys. Yeah, when you count McCoy, so that's pretty. Uh, I'm not sure I've ever covered a team where the head coach remained and seven assistants. That's half the staff. Ended up losing their jobs. So. What does that tell us? That they it was a hodgepodge staff not put together by the right you person? Know, maybe maybe a little of everything. You know, maybe didn't like all the holdovers, but they told them this is how it's going to be. You know, my you know, again, a, on a personal level, I always think a guy like Eric Studisville should have worked at the Broncos as long as he wanted because mm-hmm. of 2010. 
They essentially, they essentially took a big bowl of goo and handed it to him with a month to go in the season and said, you know, please, please handle this business. So, and, and he did that. So to me, you know, that's a guy who gets to hang out if he wants to, but you know, he was a holdover. Tyke Tolbert, the wide receivers coach was a holdover. Uh, you know, Vance fired three assistants that he hired less than a year ago. I mean, that's, that's rare. I mean, it wasn't, he was either told you have to do this to keep your job or he just decided, uh, I'm going to start from ground zero. Well, and I, I compared it to Bill Parcells when he was with the Giants. He talks right. a lot about how in his first year, yep. he didn't do it his way and everybody thought he was going to get fired and he got a second year. And in that off season, he said, if I'm going to get canned, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it my way. Exactly. So that's probably me being optimistic when it comes to Vance. No, I think he, but, there's something to that because he, it is sort of you get religion because when you get the job, right. you're thinking, I've waited my whole career to institute my program and I've been, I've been talking to everybody. I got pages of notes and I'm going to do this my way. And then it just craters, you know, now you're reeling and I think, I think that's where you're at because that it's really your only choice. You know, status quo, you're out the door. I mean, John Fox didn't want to replace as many assistants as John Elway wanted him to, and he ultimately got fired. Back to it. the Studisville thing because I did some um, did some snooping around because Studis has been there forever, as you you yeah. noted, the longest tenured assistant. Yeah, and, he was a Josh McDaniels assistant, and, and and it seems to me what happened then. Why why was there a disconnect there at the very end? And perhaps because he had been there so long, some of the veterans may have confided in him over the head coach himself, and that perhaps led. Oh, I think that's part of it. I think the, yeah. as if you're the head coach, your your not fear, but your belief is you're not the go-to guy for the players. I mean, Eric Studisville was an assistant head coach; players respected him. Uh, regardless of what was said after the firing, I, I would tell people nobody was harder on his players than Eric Studisville. I think he's in the Bill Kolar category of, in terms of how hard he coaches guys. So I, I think there's something to that. I think, you know, when you're the head coach, you're thinking, all right, I need to be the go-to guy, so this isn't going to work. It's an odd situation, though, because he's interviewing tomorrow yeah. for the Giants head coaching job? Wednesday, yep. How many times is an assistant interview for a head coaching job who's been fired. Who's been fired. Yeah. That's another one. That's it's bizarre. I, and that's, for me, that's another reason to me the team could have waited a week. Let the guy interview to be a head coach. Right, right. And then move on. It, you, know, you can tell him, look, we're moving on after you interview with the Giants, so stay home. You know, you don't have to come in here, but, you know, I, I think at least from a public it's a pretty big blemish on his resume. Now, Eric, Eric's lucky because Dave yeah. Gettleman, the GM of the Giants, is somebody Eric has worked with. So this, that's not a, it wouldn't be an issue there. But if he was interviewing with another team, that would be a huge Can thing. we be real for a second here? Let's Aren't be real. we always? Let's be real. Yeah. The Rooney rule is a joke. A team's make it a joke. The Raiders made it a joke. I mean, I mean, John Gruden was their head coach from the get-go. The they, dumbest thing. And then, you know, suddenly they go, oh, well, we complied yesterday. Yeah, but Gary Kubiak was getting the job here oh, three years ago, too. It was a joke here. It was a joke. It was a joke. The Rooney rule is in there. It is if they're not going to enforce it. Like, the Raiders should just be fined right now. Just get a, just, just fine accept them. the fine. Yeah. Accept the fine. In fact, I, Amy Trask, who used to be the top executive at the Raiders, said what they should do is simply 
announced they're going to hire John Gruden and that, yes, they will pay the fine. That's what she said was the solution. Which, you know. The fine okay. doesn't do anything. Dock him a first round pick. Right. No, you dock him, make it they real. They don't care about a fine. How big could the fine That's be? Right. Players, players don't care about fines. Right. You got to take away something that matters. Does there really need to be a Rooney rule? Yes. Why? Because it's been proven the Rooney rules needed. If you leave them. Do, uh, does Vance Joseph get hired here without the Rooney rule? I think he does. Yeah, but I don't, I, think, I don't, I don't think the Rooney rule I think turned the Broncos to, to Vance Joseph. I think it should be expanded. I mean, mm, I think to, to coordinators, I think it should go all the way down the line. I think but, Vance Joseph got hired here because of the Rooney rule because back when they hired Gary Kubiak and they knew who they were hiring, who did they interview to, to satisfy the Rooney rule? Oh, but Vance they, Joseph. But they so lied. they became familiar yeah, with yeah. him. That in that I agree. I mean, the familiar. Yeah, the Rooney rule got him. Years yeah, later, got him the first interview. Yeah. The second one right. was him. Yeah. Exactly. So they were familiar with him. They but were I, impressed I think it's by needed. him. Look, you know, I think it's needed just because. I've seen the league when left a, to their it's, own it's devices. A, it's a good old boys club. That's yeah, a, it's a good. If old you let it be, it's, it's going to be. It, so, I mean, come it, on, the next owner of the Carolina Panthers. Right, it's going to be somebody in the good old boys club. Should be, you know, I think. Who's it going to be? Who Who is your? I want it to be Petey Pablo, man. I, I think she should. Get it's there. a tricky issue because I'm with Jeff. I think you need to have it. I, I think Vance. If you let him go, the, it's just going to be a bunch of. But there's also the like the capitalist in me that goes, if the Raiders know the guy they want, right? Why go through the charade of forcing someone to come in and interview for the job? They That's know they fine, want but John just Gruden. pay this pay what it pay, pay the, the freight fine. then. Mm-hmm. Pay the freight. Just like when the Raiders unloaded John Gruden on Tampa. That's like you can you drive trade. 80 on the interstate if you want. Yeah. If you pay the freight, pay the freight. fine. Mm-hmm. Pay or, the freight. Or you can take E470. Right. Pay the freight. Pay the freight. Um is John Gruden 10 years, 100 million? <laughs> 10 years. He hasn't even been a head coach 10 years. I, 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 I laugh and I cry at the same time. I laugh no, I mean, and I cry. All he did was say yes. You know, his agent, Bob Lamont said, I want 10 years. Oh, okay. Well, that's all he did was say okay. It ended badly there. Right. Now, obviously, Al Davis is no longer there. Well, 100 Davis million makes you feel pretty good, I guess. But, you know, we've talked about it here. Like, well, you know, would they ever interview McDaniels? I mean, McDaniels is the best head coaching candidate out there right Objectively now. Objectively speaking, yes. Um, and, and I think Matt Patricia is very close. So, but McDaniels... No, not the pencil. Yeah, you, you don't like the pencil? No, not doing you it. You have a red Notre Dame hat. You shouldn't be busting anybody. But it's... Red not, is not their color, by That's the way. fine. I can't do it. Why is pencil. it red? To stand out. You're standing out? You're calling plays? It's odd Georgia. to me, though, Jeff. Why? W- the only person who was here when McDaniels was hired the first time around is Joe Ellis. That's right. it. Yep. Why would he not be on the Broncos list? Why? Yeah, if, if he's the best candidate how, out there, how do you know he wants to be on that list? I he don't. May, he might not. You know, that's the thing. That, he, he left here. Both sides. Me. Both he, sides he were want, furious. I, I don't think he wants any part of coming back to Denver. I just think the Gruden thing shows that you know what time I, heals I think, all wounds. Well, and I but I and hundred million dollars doesn't hurt. I think Spygate's a big wound at the Broncos. I mean, they were oh, caught. I don't know that anybody even thinks about that. No, they don't. People don't out in the public. No, but in, you enter, in house, Pat Bowen was called a cheater. If you asked, uh, well, he cheated when they won two Super Bowls too. He's fine with that. that. Well, this, you know, Mike ain't coming back either. If you interviewed, well, not because of that. <laughs> if you interviewed a hundred football fans and said what team nobody was involved care. in Spygate two, nobody, nobody would, would know. Nobody would care. They'd have a one in thirty-one chance of guessing. It depresses it. me because I wrote the story, but that's that's fine. But I'm saying in-house to the Bowlin family, that's a big deal. Who's going to the uh, Senior Bowl for the uh, Broncos? The entire front office, the entire coaching staff? Well, be the staff, all the personnel guys. I mean, the scouts in Elway always go. You going? Yeah, for three days. 
What, what, what is the Senior Bowl? Can you help me out here? It's just I mean, an all-star game. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, why have an all-star game if Sam Darnold's not playing? If if Rosen's not playing? What's because the point? Before, because the game predates the okay. early change entry. The rule, right? Change the rules. Well, it's like the NBA. It's You know, you got a one and done. Every, every so college you, sport has a facade for the pro sports because they don't so want it to have, look like they're luring kids into the pro. So you're going to have an all-star game. And two of your top five picks aren't going to be there. Actually, you can play as an underclassman, but you have to have your degree. All right, so again, that's these guys, yeah, that's not going to happen. In you have, and again, you have a red, you have a red Notre Dame hat. That's just as big a I just, crime. These 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 things that the NFL holds, these these annual. It's not. A, it's all sports. This illusion that you're going to be luring kids right and left to the All Star game to go pro is how ridiculous. important did the Senior Bowl? In the huh? grand scheme of things. Is That's this, important. Is it more important than the combine? For quarterbacks, yes. Okay. Is it more important than a pro day, a personal pro day where scouts come to watch you? Uh, for the staffs coaching the game, yes. Okay. Because you get to see a kid in a meeting. Will Baker Mayfield be there? Yes. Yes. Will and Josh Allen be there? No. He's no, because he's too young. That's a, that's See, a that's dumb. That's a, that's what I'm saying. Josh Allen won't be but there. Again, you, Josh you know, Rosen won't be there. Sam Darnold before, won't be before there. Before they, the the they didn't used to let any underclassmen, and then they, they decided if you had your degree, you could come. Can so, we start the Junior Bowl? Yeah. The Junior Bowl is a good is a good. It's called, the, it's called the top five of the draft. How about we call the bowl. NFL eligible bowl? <laughs> that would make a hell of a lot more so sense. The Broncos coaches will get a first-hand look at Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I've been. Now, the rosters come out the 17th. But I have been told several times that it's an v- extremely good chance that Mayfield's going to be on the North team. And they're allowed to coach, talk, do whatever they I mean, You're in a meeting a, with the You meet with the kid. You see him all day. You sit in meetings. You watch him break down film. You watch him learn. You see if he's late. You see if he's lazy. You see if everything you need to see. What an opportunity for yeah. Vance Joseph and his staff. They would have well been. Baker Mayfield. They would have. The Browns refi- said no. Why? Because I guess I have no idea. The same reason they didn't draft Carson Wentz. Is it the Browns? Yeah. Or Deshaun uh, Watson. Yeah, exactly. They ba- the back-to-back, they decided those guys were, yeah. were not what they needed. But uh, so the Browns say no. The the Broncos would have been, it would have been moronic for them not to go. Because not only do you see quarterbacks, but you see the best SEC seniors. I mean, you, you see the best seniors from the Power Five Conference. Well, and with this many new people on staff, I would think it would be a good dress rehearsal of sorts right. to work together. And also, it's why they filled the offensive slots already. They had to get them filled before they go. You're darn right they better. They, they got, Phil, they got Phil Savage, who used to run the Browns personnel department, Phil mm-hmm. Savage runs the Senior Bowl, and he's not going to bring half a coaching staff down there to coach Guys who so, are really looking to help their draft if, status. If you're sitting there with Baker Mayfield for an entire week, yes, yeah, you get him all week, man, all day in so meetings. You you emerge from that week knowing this is the guy, right? Or, or not? Yeah. yeah. But, but let's say they do. But they there's say. also other quarterbacks there who Mason Rudolph's there from Oklahoma State. The, the Washington State kid is there. I mean, you're, you're going to okay. get a long look at people. I get it. But let's just say that they're married to Baker Mayfield after spending that week. You could certainly they're, decide they're after the Senior it. Bowl if you're in or out. If that's the case, and 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 the Denver Broncos leave Senior Bowl knowing that this guy's the future, and they got to get him. God, that's almost got to prompt them to moving up in the draft. They won't him. have to for him. I don't think. You never know, bro. Well, I know, but you move up to get the guy you want. The, yeah, Browns, know. the Browns are the one everybody's going to talk because they have one and four. Don't you have to beat it three to assure yourself of yes. getting the quarterback you want? Yes. I mean, to assure. Otherwise, if you're you hoping someone Rosen, passes. You're gonna have, if you want Rosen, you're going to have to get all the way to the Correct. top. 
and right. you're going to have to give up a ransom to get. Look what the Rams gave up to move up to get golf. How many NFL players were on that field in Atlanta last night? <sighs> we'll discuss with Jeff Legwald, our Broncos insider, right here. Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950. It could be the most unbelievably ridiculous, awesome piece of awesomeness that ever happened in your life. Altitude 950 is putting you on the Zamboni at Pepsi Center. It's another ultimate abs experience. A ride on the Zamboni at Pepsi Center. We're qualifying riders all week. Keep your radio frozen on Altitude 950. There's big news in the new year as mortgage loan limits are increasing, meaning you may be able to borrow more money when purchasing a new home. It's an increase that will give buyers more choices in homes so you can plan your new year and the things you want to accomplish. Make sure home ownership is near the top of the list. With just a 10-minute call to the salary-based mortgage consultants at American Financing, you can start the process of getting mortgage approval, an even better way to find out exactly what loan amount you can be approved for. It will make your home search more enjoyable. So give my friends at American Financing a call, 303-695-7000. Check them out online at AmericanFinancing.net. They're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Open Thursday through Sunday, the International Sportsman's Expo at the Colorado Convention Center. Try the gear, buy the trips, meet the pros. The Sportsman's Expo, open Thursday through Sunday at the Colorado Convention Center in Denver. Darren College, a former NFL Super Bowl champion, signed the most important contract of his life to serve in the Army National Guard. I've had a lot of military in my family. It's a big part of what uh, my family's done for a long time. I'm, I want to go out there and make a difference. I didn't find that working behind a desk, so for me it was a pretty easy decision to make. And then the opportunity to serve my community and serve my country was just icing on the cake. To learn how to be part of the Army National Guard, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association and this station. It's your favorite time of year at Pepsi Center. Nathan McKinnon! Don't miss the chance to cheer on your Colorado Avalanche. And the Avalanche win the game. Tickets for all games are on sale right now. Reserve your seats today at coloradoavalanche.com. Go Avs Go! Save hundreds on your next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay, plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. 
Do you think you, you, what about your future as a Bronco? Do you believe you'll be back next year? There's a chance I will be. And if I wasn't, it, it wouldn't be the most surprising thing in the world. I mean, it's, it's, you, got, you got three corners making making big money, man. That's that's rare to have. Kind of up in the air, man, but I, uh, there's a chance There's a chance I will be. You will be back or will not be back when you say will we'll be? Will be back. Okay. Keep says he wants to be a Bronco again. After listening to John Elway, Vance Joseph last week, what are the chances you place at Keeb returning to the Broncos, Jeff Legwald? Uh, I wouldn't say great. No? Because of the money? No, nah, I don't know. I think I think three veteran players are in the less than maybe zone. But did you hear John CJ, Elway say yeah. he wants to keep with his strengths? He doesn't want to take away from his strengths. And yeah. the strengths are in defense. He's also said the numbers. The hey, numbers. Hang on. Let's. Who are the three? Akeeb, C.J. Anderson, oh, Emmanuel Sanders, gone. and Akeeb Talib. Well, the, are the three. Guys the roster's that, poorly constructed from a cap standpoint. That if, yeah, if you right look, now. if you look at playoff teams, they very rarely have guys in their top ten highest paid guys cap wise that play the same position. The Broncos have three at corner and right. two at wide receiver. Right. I, that's just. Poorly constructed. Now they're helped or, by the fact they don't they have anybody were, at quarterback. Well, and I think that's what happens hurt. when you don't. You you sort of move that money elsewhere. Right. You got to pay someone when when you wouldn't have. You probably wouldn't have if you you had a Peyton Manning's. If they had their choice, would they rather spend twenty five million dollars a year on a great veteran quarterback or draft the guy who's going to be here for ten years? I think it would be. I, I they want a long term plan. Now, the great veteran quarterback is not a long-term plan, but mm-hmm. that that's their trouble in, at Dove Valley is, as we know over the years, they've never really done the, we're going to put it together over a two- or three-year period. They've had the down year, and then they do whatever they have to do yeah. to, to lift it out. Never done a full reconstruction. They've never done the, okay, we're into the, and, and I thought actually Elway kind of hinted at it, at the season ender, when he was asked, "Will it take long to to be back in the playoff conversation?" and usually he says, "You know, no, that's our." And he went on this whole, "I'm not going to guarantee anything." You know, our goals haven't changed, but I'm not going to sit here and say that. You know, and, I, and that was a big step for them, at least publicly, because they haven't really done that before. But I think you. You you go the veteran quarterback route to me if you get the great one. If you're just going to do, there's only one that, that is out there though, and that's Drew Brees. Well, it, right, potentially, yeah, exactly. Kirk right. Cousins is just a guy you, you're saddled He's with for great. five years. No, Drew Brees is no. Drew Brees is Canton. Yeah. Right, Drew Brees with this team makes them eleven and five, twelve and four. They're a contender next year. Drew Brees with any team is. I mean, well, you watch him. Watching the playoff game the other day, I mean, he's he's as good as he's ever been. He is right now. Yep. You know, the way you're explaining it to me reminds me a lot of North Denver and what they're doing there. You either go full scrape job on your home, yeah, take your home, right. get rid of it, scrape it, start over, or just throw a little spackle on what right. was remaining just, so you can keep up with the Joneses. Here's why I and think they need, is to, important. they need to go find the guy for the next 10 years. One, I don't know that Breeze is truly going to be out there, and I right. think the other guys are just huge investments. I won't believe it until I see it. Me That's too. The, you know. It becomes an albatross contract potentially with somebody else. And there aren't many opportunities where you are bad enough. You have the fifth pick in the draft right. in a quarterback-heavy draft. Right. You, you, if you don't, it's a perfect storm. Right. If you don't pounce on that opportunity, uh, you turn into the Browns. Well, I, mean, I said on the afternoon show yesterday that unless you're sure, 
you know, with your own projections, what the quarterback class is going to look like two years from now or something like that. I mean, and who knows where you'll be? I mean, exactly. part of the reason they've never gone down this approach is other than the Von Miller year, they're always picking in the twenties. Right. You're eight right? and eight. You're seven and nine. You're exactly. You're, hey, let me ask you: the national championship game last night, we saw so much talent. I mean, the, the Alabama trenches, their O and D line, they look like the NFL players right now. No, and, and you know, Georgia offensive line. Oh my God! So there's this notion out there. I don't know if it's just a rumor or if it's fact that the Broncos don't like drafting Alabama players for some reason. Is that real? I never, never been heard expressed of to me. Okay, because well, the, the the red flag for most, for many teams is they practice unlike any other team. So right, it's hard. Their guys have more injuries. Often, their if you look at the last ten drafts, often their players are you know Drake or Patrick, Mark Ingram. The list is long. Their guys get picked and have surgery. Well, Reuben Foster was part of the reason he fell right. last year, right? He, right? he was banged up. And he had sir, you're, you're, uh-huh. their guys are picked, and almost the first thing they do with the new team is have surgery. So St. Nick wears them out. He does. He's You're there to practice hard you're, and win national championships. You're there as part of his business. Right. It's his company. Yep. It's purely a company. That's it's a function the of his company. That's the issue some teams have. If, if, if it's a team where the medical staff has a big sway, those are the teams that are passing on Alabama guys. Listen to what you're saying right now. Listen to what you're saying. So a kid could be playing hurt all year. Right. St. Nick doesn't care. Well, I don't know if he cares or doesn't care. I just know that a lot of their guys get drafted and have surgery. How many times does John Elway get to blame his rookie classes not developing on the coaching staff? As much as he wants. He's the boss. Yeah, well, at some point, I mean, he's not the <laughs> ultimate boss. I mean, Joe Ellis is his boss. The yeah, he's bo- also got a five-year contract in hand. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that we talked earlier about the seven assistant coaches no, being it, let go. It sits, it sits on his door. Look and, at their draft class. It was awful. Uh, it's, it's, it's terrible. I, I thought it was very telling that the three undrafted rookies had worked their way into the lineup by doing what you do. You show up and work hard, and then you play. And, you know, Thomas, uh, you know, uh, Rios and the, and Carter all played at the end of the season over drafted rookies at their position. Wow. I mean, the only guy that really played significantly was Garrett Bowles. And he and struggled. Does anybody think Garrett Bowles had a good year? Garrett Bowles does. <laughs> and he survived. He does. That's because he got a nine well, on the Wonderland. And that's no picnic. That's no picnic playing left tackle as a rookie. You know, I. I give yeah, a guy he, something for that. No, but no. I, I don't think he took help when it was offered, and I don't think he reacted well to adversity. I am, I'm with you that it's not an easy gig. But here's how I evaluate a rookie. You have to be better week 17 right. than you were week one. And he was not. He was not. No. If anything, he was worse. Well, and I think it wears on you. If you're not ready, you know, you have to be mentally ready. I, I, I think it's always undervalued. And, and I talk to teams about the draft all the time. It's all I do. And it's undervalued whether a kid's ready or not mentally. We look too much at the height, weight, speed, Mm -hmm. you know, how high did he jump? Is the kid ready? Because failure is the first thing that's going to happen to you in the NFL. Are you ready to deal with failure? And that's been the ultimate Paxton Lynch problem. Here's my problem. A lot of rookies. I watch rookie after rookie. I argue with teams about players before every draft. They say, what do you think? I say, well, I, I don't I don't like how he responds to mistakes. And then they argue with me about talent and all the rest of it. All I know is I've spent my adult life watching pro football, 
And the biggest reason guys make it or don't make it is because they can handle failure or they can't. Well, I thought of you last night. Because I, I know failure, James. I, I, thought, I thought of Jeff Legwald watching the national title game in overtime that Tua kid gets sacked for a 12-yard right. loss. And the look camera, what he did. The camera goes to his face. He remains stone-faced, poised, doesn't change his demeanor one bit. And throws just about the best damn ball you can throw. As perfect as it gets on the very next play. And I thought, God, you know, under Jeff Legwald's evaluation, that quarterback is going to be a big-time quarterback. A big so what scares me about the NFL is that teams will look at his play because he likes to run, right. right, and say, oh, he can't play at the next level. He's a running quarterback. That's what bothers me about the league. That's what bothers me about the scouts. That's what bothers me about the NFL formula because a guy's got wheels. They automatically, in the back of their mind, subconsciously, they take away from a guy's talent because Wait, of that. You know why they do, though? It's the fear of what happens to running quarterbacks in the NFL. It's a short-lived proposition. That's why they always think that. Because eventually you have to stop running. Then get two of them. Right. Then get three but of I, them. But I'm saying that you want to know the mindset? That's yeah. the mindset. If I were if running, you run, you will be hurt. Listen to me. I, you talk about outside the box. James would love this. You, you're in outside the box. Thinking. Yes, I've been, I am. I've been clamoring for this. You have a red Notre Dame hat. You're years. so far out of the box. Listen right to now. what I would do if I were the GM of any NFL team. I would put together three quarterbacks of like skills. I'd go get Lamar Jackson. Didn't the Broncos just do this? No, but yeah. I'd go get those running <laughs> quarterbacks. That skill was tall. I'd go get those running quarterbacks that you're you're so afraid are going to get injured. I'd get three so of you're them. You're Nick Saban. Just cycle get, through exactly the guys. Right? I'd get three of them. I'd run a college offense. I'd run whatever it whatever it takes to have them be successful and and just go with it. What's so wrong with that? Why is that probably not? Well, I mean, in the league that would be a cap issue, but you know whatever. Can I just say I thought, and again, you know, maybe I'm hokey, but. I thought Jalen Hurts showed some adults how to handle business. Oh my God! Last night. Well, mm -hmm. you know, we, we discussed it in the first hour of the show. Deep down, I wonder what he was thinking, though. I, I know. Out, look, outwardly, I, outwardly, look, let's be honest. Outwardly, he was doing all the other things, but deep down, if that's me, Jeff, you're peeved. Not only am I peeved, I'm like, God, I hope this guy throws a pick and we lose. Well, it's like I, I got you here. He was 25 and two yeah, as a right. starter or whatever. I'm Not only am I peeved, I'm hoping we lose. But I'm saying. That kid showed a whole lot Unbelievable. of adults how to handle Much business. more mature than the rest of us. <laughs> I mean, that kid is just handling business. But he's done as the Alabama quarterback. Yeah, I mean, it, he's it's, done. it's tough. He's done. It's it's done. done. He's and done. The, he's know, done. The, other, the other Georgia kid is transferring already. He's done. I mean, he's, there's he's no way Jalen Hurts is going to return next year thinking that it's his job. It's over. Yeah, the other kid throws better, too. That's he's not a quarterback. Yeah. But it's amazing. But you know that going when you go there, you know that. They have nothing but five stars. So you're either on board with that or you're not. Let me read this, by the way. This is from an Alabama fan board. You know those boards where people chime in on all this stuff? Oh, they got plenty of that going. So, some some Alabama SEC, fan. Listen to this. Some Alabama fan, when uh, he found out that uh, Tua was coming to Bama, found out he was from Hawaii, here's what he wrote down on the fan board, thanks to the texter who alerted me to this. Quote, Seems like a smart kid, so I'm wondering how his transition to the States has been as far as communication goes. Are we doing anything different like special playbooks or relying on signals more when he's in the game? Thought I saw him point to receivers a couple times and defenses. Um, I hope they're helping him out with the language barrier. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Alabama fans, in a nutshell. That's painful. Language barrier. Yeah. It's like Polynesian. What are oh we doing Oh, my here? God, that is so good. That's a, you know. Hello, it is the 50th uh, state. Thank you. A uh, big announcement. Uh, 
I'll tell you guys, and I'll tell all of you people listening when we come back, I want to get your thoughts on questions I should have in the tank for a big interview that I am set to do on Thursday. Nice. That will run on These Are Waves and on Let's Talk Football. I'm really excited about this. So uh, it's at the point where I think I can announce it because um, they're both ready to go. I'll let you know what that is next on the Vic Lombardi Show. What's happening at Altitude 950? This week's vacation is the International Sportsman's Expo. Try the gear, buy the trips, meet the pros at the Colorado Convention Center. January 11th through the 14th. Get more info now at Altitude950.com. Hey, man, haven't seen you in a while. You still working at that warehouse by the airport? Yep, I've been there a little over five years now. How much are they paying you? About eleven fifty an hour. Eleven <laughs> fifty? Really? Well, why don't you come work with me at the Safeway Distribution Center? The starting pay is $17.15 per hour. Wow. I can start out making $17.15 an hour? Oh, yeah. And that's just the starting pay. After being employed for two and a half years like me, you'll make $24.50 per hour. Plus, you'll receive raises along the way. That's incredible. Do they offer benefits? Yes, sir. You'll get an amazing benefits package once your probationary period ends. How do I apply? Just log on to SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway, a company you can retire with, is hiring full-time employees for their order selector positions, working in their distribution center located on I-70 between Colorado Boulevard and Monaco. The starting pay is $17.15 per hour. Apply right now at SafewayDenverDC.com. That's SafewayDenverDC.com. Safeway is a drug-free workplace. Must be at least 18 years old to apply. At KeyBank, we believe financial wellness is all about taking small steps. Financial wellness means spending your money wisely and being aware of your spending. KeyBank's financial wellness tool not only makes it so that I can track my spending, but I can see what I'm spending my money on. I feel more conscious of what I'm spending, and I feel like I have the reins more than I did before. If you want to take your first steps to financial wellness, use the red key. KeyBank. Member FDIC. Hey, Nugget fans. Basketball is on tomorrow night on Altitude. Watch as your Denver Nuggets go head-to-head with the Atlanta Hawks. Pre-game starts tomorrow on Altitude Sports at 6 p.m. with tip-off at 7 p.m. Altitude gets you an all-access pass to all things Nuggets all season long. For more behind-the-scenes interviews and game time, follow Altitude TV on Twitter and Instagram and like us on Facebook. Altitude Sports, your TV home of the Denver Nuggets. You know Brakes Plus are the brake experts. Come experience the plus. From routine scheduled maintenance, computerized alignments, to shocks and struts, we do it all. Did you hit a curb? Come in for a free alignment check. Mention this ad and get a computerized alignment for only $60. Visit BrakesPlus.com to schedule your appointment today. Service you can trust at a price you can afford. When America says give me a break, America comes to Brakes Plus. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like Grandpa's. Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. You know, you've been facing three times in a divisional opponent. You know that there's going to be 
you know, adjustments made. And, and so in, in a lot of cases, you just have to wait till you get the game done. You prepare yourself. You put all the tools in your toolbox, and then you wait to get to the job, and then you figure out, all right, well, these are the tools we're going to need to get this job done. Be interesting to see what uh, Drew Brees and the Saints do from here. Um, their route to the uh, Super Bowl, if they get there, very uh, circuitous. They they played in New Orleans last weekend. They go to Minneapolis. If they win that game and, and Philly loses, they go back to New Orleans, win that one, and they're back in Minneapolis. Right. Mini lots, can lots take of care. domes. Mini can just stay home the entire time. The Patriots get like backup quarterback carousel on, on their way. Uh, by the way, we have somebody on the text line that says, "Guys, Josh Allen will indeed beat the senior well, bowl he because have, uh, he's graduating this year." Well, he had not accepted an invitation when I oh, last well, checked. Oh, well, he may not know that. May not may not know if he indeed did accept that invitation. Uh, there is people, one quarterback spot open. Okay, maybe they're waiting on him. Got a lot of textures and a lot of people on my Twitter feed calling Baker Mayfield the next Johnny Manziel 2.0. Can you please? I, I would disagree with that. Okay, for many reasons. It throws the ball better for yeah. one. Uh, also, I think he handles. You know what he's looking at on defense is better than Johnny did. I mean, Johnny is a tremendous natural. He's like a jazz. That's like football jazz yeah. when he played. He just did his thing. I would go with what you were talking about earlier when I'm comparing the two. And you you were saying how hey how how do you deal with adversity? And I would look at that of look at those two guys' path to where they right to where they got right. Johnny Menzel, kind of the silver spoon kid, yeah. you know, didn't have to really overcome any adversity. You're Baker, awesome. Surrounded by people telling him, you're awesome. You're right. the best. You're the greatest. Baker Mayfield can't cut it at, where was he, Texas Tech? Is that where he was yeah, before he, he went to Oklahoma? walked on. And then he ends up, yeah, walking on in Oklahoma. To me, that's, that the difference in those two paths tells me they're different people. Maybe they have similar skill sets. But when that I look, gives me a, yeah. a hope that Baker Mayfield would be a better pro. And Mayfield, uh, his when I've graded him so far, I'm not through everything, but he he responds after mistakes and red zone third down. He's his play is top shelf. So I mean, in in pressure situations, he plays his best. Now again, he, college quarterback, they're used to throwing to receivers when they're wide open, when they're facing them, mm-hmm. all of those things. Those are all adjustments he would have to make because right now he doesn't let go of the ball unless the guy's wide open, and you're never going to see that in the league or very very rarely. Uh, I teased it going to break, and I got this idea watching Magic Johnson and Isaiah Thomas on the NBA TV where they met for an hour and they interviewed each other. They basically came Many to apologize. Yeah, they're yeah. bad blood for years between the two of them. So they had this long interview together and just sort of came to terms. So I, th- I said, who is there locally? that they've sort of been at each other for years, that I can get together for one of those joyous moment interviews. Because you're a people guy. That's what I am. I bring people together. You are a giver. I bring people together. A uniter. I am a therapist. I've always said that. So this Thursday, Leggy, James, I am sitting down with, for my football show and on this radio program, for a full interview of just talking therapy, I am sitting down with, Mike Shanahan and Jake Plummer. That's nice. I like that. That's the, great. The two of them together. Plus, we're, we're going to do it at Shanny's restaurant. They really like each other. Well, deep down, deep down, they're they're more the same than they are different. No. Now we'll figure that out. Not politically, but no. <laughs> Everything was, else was the backup option. That's awesome. Me and Cliff. 
That's for future use. Okay. They yeah. were seven and three when they benched Jake. Um, we'll start there. I was going to ask you because listen, l- let me be honest. I, I got to say you're seven and four. J- Jake, seven Jake, and four. Jake reached out to Mike um, several weeks ago, and and they've spoken already. But then I said, let's take it a step further. Nah, let's make that's... this public. So they were both very gracious, and they said, yeah, I, you know, Mike even said I would really like this. That's awesome. It's good to put bygones be bygones, and and both of them let let it all out. Let it all I, out. I spent a lot of time talking with both those guys over the years, and that's that's pretty cool. And you were right, actually, both. With the seven and three and the seven and four. Officially, they were seven and four because they lost that KC. Thanksgiving night game to Kansas City. But the announcement, and the decision was made at seven before three. the game when they were seven and three. But he among, among, among the questions, lost the locker room with that one. Yeah, among the questions I'm going to ask is, I think the job was lost before that. Mike was upset that Jake didn't participate in all the offseason. Well, I'll tell you, you, want, you, want, you want to know my dime store theory, please. That was the first time Mike Shanahan had gotten an up-close look at Peyton Manning because 2005, they lose the AFC Championship game here, mm-hmm. surprisingly. Mm-hmm. So back then, you coached the Pro Bowl. Yeah. And so Mike Shanahan spent a week with Peyton Manning, and I've always contended after that week, no quarterback was ever going to be enough mm-hmm. for, for Mike. Idolizing because, a false god? Yeah, and essentially having talked football with Manning for an entire week because only Manning went to the Pro Bowl with that kind of intensity. And I was at that Pro Bowl. I was too. We, we, yeah. I mean, we, and I, I've always contended that clouded his vision when he looked at Jake and even Cutler after that because it just was never going to be. He saw what yeah. he was never going to have, and Jake won a lot of games before that, and they would have. They would have gone to the playoffs that year, and uh, don't you think though there's a there's a shared responsibility for that? I mean, Always. you can say it clouded Always. his version or it clarified it or his it, vision, right? Like he uh, saw, well, here's what it takes. So I, I don't think he should have been. That it, was what he said. Yeah, I don't think Mike should have been so adamant of, well, you're not doing this, so you're out. By the same token. I think Jake needed to right. be able to take some constructive criticism. I, like, hey, here's how Peyton Manning Jake, does it. Jake would have okay. said that. Jake would say that now, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, that's why I can't wait for this. No, interview. I think that's, that's I can't really wait, cool. I can't wait to that see. really cool. I can't wait to see where the admission comes from. Because I like both guys. I mean, well, I love both guys. Yeah. I, I mean, played I, golf with both guys. I, I, I've talked to both guys over the years. I understand what I've makes both guys tick. I've been by both guys. I, get, I, I understand why they are who they are. Oh, I yeah. totally get it. And they're both vastly successful in their respectives. They're, they're, they can't be more different, though. No. As they people. As people, they could not be more different. But now, the, on the, the field. The pursuit of success. Is the same. In football. Is the same. They're, yeah. But off the field, yeah, they could not be more different. They're the other ends of the spectrum, and, and, and that's what's beautiful about this. I, you know, again, oh, that's, that's I, really cool. I, I'm a people person. I'm gonna watch that. So I'm gonna do, um, I'm gonna do this interview with Shani and Jake this Thursday. I'm gonna do uh, Manchester and Cliss perhaps next month. That will be great. I should get the sit down between who, Shani who, and Jake. <laughs> they, they both have you can a be beef there with you. you. Like. No, I think that'd be funny. Is there another set of, you know, maybe Carmelo and how about Kenyon Martin and George Carl? That there would be go. a good one. Nah, that you, would be you could pull that. Off. That would be yeah, good. Get that done. That would be great. The, well, yeah, the, that's a good power five. Maybe that tomorrow. is the, the best local sports beefs. The bygone be bygone. Yeah, make a list. Yeah. All right, time for our mistakes. We make plenty of them, and Marty makes note. Marty monitors the mistakes. Oh, sorry, that's not right. In today's fact checker. 
What? All right, Vic. We were going to start with you. What? I couldn't, I couldn't remember when you said this, but you said you hated when people said little birdie, but what? inexplicably you said this. What they do, and somebody, little birdie, told me about this. Here's what Saban does to get past the rules of the game. And it's a nice little trick that he's employed for several years. I do hate the little birdie. And then you used the phrase. Ah, you're right. You said that like two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. I hate when people say that. Well, let me tell what Leggy what I meant by that. What what Saban does, you see a thousand assistant coaches on the sideline of right. an Alabama game. Instead of hiring assistant coaches and titling, titling them assistants, he calls them analysts. Yep. He puts them in his analytics department. Well, and they Clemson copied. Yes. When when Dabo got the job, he said, I need more uh, analysts, analysts, assistants, and they said yeah. how many, and he said 60. Yes. 60? That's what he hired because he was copying what Saban. A joke. Well, Will doesn't have a mic right now, so it'll be easier to do this one. Uh, he screwed up another pronunciation of a word. Let's uh, let's take a listen to this one. Saffers and players noticed that Brady seemed especially excited, oh hollering, and jubile after Jimmy Garoppolo jubile, was jubile. traded. How many, especially, how many things did especially. he have? Two in that one. <laughs> jubile? jubile? Especially jubile. Especially just the age-old. He's a now, that's trained a, professional. Dude, that's, that's a North Denver word. Everybody in North Denver says especially. Drives me crazy. And guys, we're on a two-day no balderdash streak, so uh, mm. keep it up. Wow! I think that's a testament to HW and Vic not New just being full of it for two Believable. days. Also, I haven't heard Sloan's Lake in a while either. So, <laughs> but we couldn't sidestep a vegan comment today. But not really your fault. It was kind of forced upon you. What was the vegan comment today? It was uh, the "Where's the Beef" thing. And, oh and yeah, kind of I mean, shove it on. down your throat. Exactly. Yeah. But that's it, guys. Pretty well done. Thank you very much, Marty. <laughs> Especially profound. I'm, I'm pretty jubile I'm that as I have jubile as I can be right now. Balderdash I think all what, day. What words was he, he mixed up? Jovial versus what? Jubile. Jubilation. Jubilation. Jubilation exactly and right. jovial became exactly. jubile. Yeah. jubile. I like it. Jubile, jubile works for me. Works in my dictionary. We, we missed it the first time, so we knew what yeah, he how meant. How stupid yeah. are we? Yeah. Well, I was caught off by the especially. Yeah. I was too busy laughing I'd be a good, at him. a good vanity plate. Jubile one. You know? All right. Fired up finale. What is it? This is the Fired Up Finale. Here's what's got us fired up today. Ask me why I watch the Kardashians. Why do you watch the Kardashians? Because they're freaking hot women. That's why. Fine. I get it. People watch. People like drama. People no, like No, 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 no. I don't watch the Kardashians for the drama. I don't care. Because Kim is hot. What is the story that those writers put out that was more interesting than honest? what LeVar Ball is am I, doing? Am I being honest? It sounds like you're being honest. Why okay. do I watch Real well, Housewives of Orange County? Because they're hot. By <laughs> All right, let me explain myself. You're, you're a modern man. I was man. so trying to help you through that, too. He was. I'm being he honest. He was. Uh, let me explain. He threw you a life preserver. No, let me and you did multiple times. You waved it off. Let me explain what I meant you by that. You can't possibly explain it's it. It's always the lowest common denominator when it comes to reality TV because he said that what's different between LeVar Ball and his television show and the Kardashians? Well, it's really simple. Guys that watch the Kardashians aren't watching for the drama, they're watching for the hotness. Yeah, and people who watch LeVar Ball's show aren't watching uh, for, the not watching for the hotness. They're watching for the crazy thing he'll say. And he delivers over and over and over again. But you asked me, why would I watch the Kardashians over the ball? And I tried to help you. I told, I don't need help on this damn show. We're real. We're real. Do you watch the balls? Do you watch LeVar Ball? No. What do you think? I I can't even ask you. You work for ESPN. My bad. I don't want to put you in that position. Why would ESPN send a crew to Lithuania to cover LeVar Ball? Because, like, a lot of things people say they're offended by, they click on it. 
over and over again. Yeah, then, that's my point. You're right. Then I feel bad for those people. Right. Well, yeah. there's a it's lot of them because everybody's all mock offended. Oh, right. this is an outrage. You know, half the coaches complaining mm-hmm. about it clicked on it. You know, you know what's a good example of that? Go to the bottom of any story on the web these days and find that clickbait stuff that's on the bottom of everyone. <laughs> yeah, the, mm-hmm. How often do you find avocado? This, you know what I'm or, saying? Yeah. Yeah. This celebrity changed her entire body yeah. in two months. You know, oh, really? Let me check that out. Yeah. And it, then it happens all the time. You're right. We're all, for you, we're, we're all guilty of it. I would agree. See, we're honest on this show. Want to thank our guest today, Porig Smith, sporting director of the Colorado Rapids. What else did we have on the show? Uh, Jeff Legwald, ESPN uh, writer, oh, Broncos Insider. He's right here. Yeah. I forgot about he was, Jeff. He was quite good. He just feels like, you know, he's so close to me. He is kind of part of the team. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow on the program, I'm jubilant about that. Too. Uh, yeah. Me and Bedsy doing our thing as we do every uh, Wednesday morning. Me and Jeff. You gonna ask him about that blue line? Ask him what about that blue line? Okay. Remember, I had all those what, questions for you. What, what, you want me to ask <laughs> I want to. I want to see if maybe you can shorten those shifts. Yeah. <laughs> Such a moron. <laughs> Adam Morris as well. Uh, Nuggets are back at it tomorrow night at home against the Atlanta Hawks. Thanks for listening to the Vic Lombardi Show up next.